Review. What? DCHQ. It's important for your mental mind state, your mindset. My boy Jack will find trade. Shadow counter! I knew someone like him, I'd have to either <laughs> run away <laughs> or kill myself. I'm gonna cut my throat! Do you know about me? Bring me the big knife! But also, I think even if you try to run away, like they got tapped on you, they're them kind of people. Ultra combo! They know when you're trying to run away as well. No! Bring me the big knife! I tell you, I won't do it! Impressive. I told you, don't fuck with me! Danger, danger. Trigger warning. I want you to watch. No, I want you to see this. You want me to spell it out for you? He's the American shithead who makes tricks with bricks. Very good. Do this. Oh, Just relax. I hope you know what you're doing. I know this is not what you expected. You expected glamour and dancing girls. And you listen to me very carefully, Mr. Whatever the fuck your name is. There's a lot of ways that this thing can end, and that is entirely up to you. But you can be goddamn certain that this thing is not going to end the way that you thought it was. UK, New Jersey. Project. Reviews, information, or opinions expressed during this series are solely those of BCHQ and Jack of One Trade. The individuals involved do not necessarily represent those of any other YouTube creator, podcaster, or production company. Follow Jack on Instagram at LaughingBirdsPod or on Twitter at LaughingBirds. You better ask somebody. you can't handle an opinion, that's on you. Save your hate mail. Welcome! You can't have an option to wait before they go in. I should have an option to wait before I go in. So I'm putting my own deal that I just made. That's the most recent project I just did. Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. It sounds right to me. Whether you like it or not, that's up to you. Continuing on, though, today's show is not really about that. Matter of fact, before I even get to what today's show is going to be about, let me plug my channel and this man's channel i'm about to introduce in a second but laughing at birds podcast every saturday 5 a.m eastern standard time check your local listings itunes spotify Castbox, tune in pocket cast 
Spreaker, Overcast, bro, we're everywhere. All the heavy hitters, that's where we're at. BCHQ, motivational, speaking, reaction, channel. Basic overall good shit that you need to know about is my boy from England. So we are crossing the ocean over here from New Jersey to fucking England, bro. Fuck off. Who's doing it like us? Nobody. What's going on, man? I'm good, man. You? Yeah, I'm all right. You're going through a, a hurricane earlier, so I was like, I hope he's not hanging on to a rooftop somewhere. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get my fucking headphones out, just in case. I don't know if you can hear yourself echoing back, but I just want to make sure that you can't. So give me a second, I'm gonna mute myself and just make this quick switch. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it was, um, I thought originally it was a hurricane. Then, uh, well, first it was a tropical storm. Then it switched to a hurricane. Then my phone and National Weather Service is hitting me on my phone telling me we're in the middle of a tornado. So I don't know what the hell is going on. All I know is that everything was cool for a second. The sky went completely black. Power went out. And then the rain just started coming down. The wind blowing everything crazy, dude. And that went on for a few hours. We just recently got power back maybe a half hour ago. And then it just flickered off for a minute. And it's stable. So I'm not sure how long that's going to last for. It sounds like some Independence Day stuff going on. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, I mean, I'm on the coastline, dude. So this is... All day, every day, pretty much. This is what, in California, they got earthquakes out here because we live by the ocean. Hurricanes, nor'easterns, we get fucked up really bad. Especially with the ocean being right there. On the coastline, I was talking to my mum the other day, and she was like, that would be our worst fear, is like living somewhere like like the the sea, um, the beaches and that over in the, where I am in the UK. She said she wouldn't want to live there, whereas a lot of people would because she's she's scared of like if it floods or do you know what I mean? And <laughs> Bro, so, well, so you know what's fucked up where you live. You know what's fucked up, dude, is she's actually using common sense. Most people that move here don't realize it's a bad move until yeah. they get hit with the bad weather because they just think, oh, look, our house is on the beach or the boardwalk in the beaches right down the street yeah all that is really cool bro except by the way there's also a duck pond in the front of the town right and it's a mix of water this is also another side effect there's a mix of water it's fresh water and seawater together that all these ducks hang out at every year all year and that shit reeks like you would not believe bro on hot days it reeks the whole town out but the fun part is when it rains, when a really bad storm hits, that is the first thing that is going to boil over and flood the town out. Then you have the ocean water on top of that because the beach is only a few miles away. Now these people are just now putting their houses on stilts and shit, trying to hope that the next time it floods through that they're not going to get slammed. But it's amazing to watch What's happening in California, in New York, because of the COVID, has been a seasonal movement where I live, because I see it in and out every year. 
Just take it out and turn it off. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I mean, honestly, dude, that's not even the worst part. I just gave you the light, the light little analysis. If you want the heavy dose shit, um, not where I live now, where we used to live, less than 10 miles away was a nuclear power plant, bro. Every year they would send a fucking calendar sized pamphlet to the house and they show the entire city, like how the Simpsons would map out. It would look like that. And there's a big red circle around Ocean Gate, Beachwood, you know, uh, all these seaside heights, like all these big shore places. Those are all in the blast radius of the fucking nuclear power plant. So you have that on top of flooding with all that going on. So, I mean, where we move now, we are just outside of the quote-unquote blast radius. Like if some shit were to happen, the initial shock wave is not supposed to affect us. But this shit is dead serious, bro. They, They tell you to like get... Uh, tablets of shit like iodine and some other shit you have to take in case this radioactive shit leaks. Like, it's real. People think that it looks great in the movies. Don't get me wrong. I can shoot you a beautiful video in a, in a mile-long town that you've never heard of that'll look amazing, but if I gave you the list of side effects of shit that go along with living in that town, you'd have a heart attack. <laughs> so your mom has the right idea, dude. I mean, basically, we are fucked out here if shit goes the wrong way. At least you're, if you're inland more, the only thing you have to worry about is other people. Your natural disaster is a natural disaster because you have to climb over other people to get out of there wherever you're going. But if you're smart, you leave before everybody realizes it's time to go. (laughs) So while we tried to do this last time, we went live and... We were looking around for a movie that we couldn't find. Found it. Thought we found it. We were both watching a different version of this movie. Until eventually we tried doing it offline on Facebook. And that was a whole t- another new mess, wasn't it? That was a whole new hurdle that was even more like messed up as well. I mean, the internet is not kind to us at all. And I mean, I know that there, look, there are things I can do. This is exactly the long and short of what the situation is here. When we moved into this place, there was already a determined space for where the internet connection is going to be. Now, I know it's 2020 and everybody works off of Wi-Fi, but there's a reason why having your computer hardwired into a line is better for your connection because if you don't have that, then you suffer like what I'm dealing with now. My connection is only out in my living room. It's in a closet. Even still, with the closet door closed and this only being, I don't know how many feet away, still does a number on the connection. I don't even have full strength being in the opposite room. I would have to go to the internet provider and purchase a separate Wi-Fi booster which is another 50 bucks added on to the already $80 that I'm paying for the bullshit internet I do have, which is not worth it. So we're going to have issues is what I'm getting at. But the bottom line is simply this, dude. We came up 
we were handed this idea and now we're running with it. We like, I like it. So we're going to do it. It's going to take a couple of times. This is not going to be perfect. We are not your average YouTube stars, people to do everything in one take where it all runs smoothly. That's not what this is. We're, yeah, we're let, well, no, we, we don't rehearse any of this. A lot of the channels we watch and blow up, <laughs> yeah, they they got like it's like a film because they probably rehearse that several takes before they actually go live. So you're actually getting it raw from us. So before you get us get at us in the comments, just know that that's what's going on. Exactly, and not to mention, I want to also while we're here, I know I said it at the top of the program, but there's a six hour time difference between the two of us as well. If we were if we had the ability to sit in the same room together, I'm sure it would be, we wouldn't even need to plan. It would be effortless to put content on, but that's not the world that we live in. So I would say, even though we are a bit of a mess and it's not rehearsed and it is all raw, I think we do have the basic molding of a good show here. So, you know, with all that being said, let's get into the idea of Ang Bak, this movie was a uh, was out of Thailand or a country similar to that? I know I'm gonna have that wrong, but Thailand, uh, two thousand and eight. Mm. So, um, yeah. what are your? How do you want to kick this off? So I was a bit of a geek with it, but this is just what I did. I got like two A4 sheets of paper with notes on it that I did while I watched it. Okay, here, check this out. Um, if you don't mind, if you can go over that a little bit, I'll mute myself so I can listen to you, and um, I'll interject I'll as you go. I do like half a page or something, and then I'll. Um, all right, yeah, that works. That works. Because all got right, cool. Bit here, so all right. Yeah. So um, basically, I put that it's uh, a young kid. His name's Tien. Well, I'm not sure if you pronounce that. I think it's how you say it. That's how it was in the subtitles. Um, and he's like a, a warrior, basically. And he, his dad gets killed in the film. And it, it kind of, you don't find out how or why at the beginning, um, which it gets into a bit later on. And he witnesses his dad dying. Um, so he, he's in this, um, this tribe. Um, and he, he starts to get shown um, martial arts, basically. But before he goes to that tribe, I should say that at the beginning of the film, he is in like um, a camp where he's been kidnapped, basically, and he comes in in a in a cage with other slaves as they as they're labeling it, and they were like sell him to other people in the in the camp and stuff. Um, not to mention the kid, they throw him in a pool like a pit, and they they've got like this cage in there with a trap door. They open up the door, and there's an alligator in there, so he's basically got to save himself or get eaten. Um, I don't know whether we go into what happens next on that yet. Let me know. I'll let you come back in in a minute and, and if you want to get into that straight away. But I thought that was a good scene at the beginning of the film. Um, but yeah, after that, they, there's basically a bit of a fight in that and, and he gets away from this this tribe. So he's in another tribe. And um, as I said, he gets mentored into different learning different martial arts skills. Um, by they call themselves the outlaws. I think it's like of I can't. I didn't write it all down, but like something cliff, cliff something. Like there's it's got a weird name for the the tribe. Um, what else have I got? Um, I, I thought fighting scenes in it in general really good. Well, well done. What I liked about it as well is that it's 
really gritty looking, the look of it. Like, I've seen fighting films before where you might have the odd bit of blood and stuff, but it's not that gritty look to it. And I liked that about it. Right, dude. I mean, I like your I like your description. I think it's on point. Matches up exactly with what I felt that I was watching. I know I would just grab food for a minute. I was uh, started this right before we started, so I'm trying to work all this in. But yeah, what I liked about this movie is, despite the fact that there was a language barrier and the movie was entirely in subtitles. Oh, you've cut out. You've cut out. All right, hold on. Come on. We're all right. Yeah, We're all right. Okay, okay. So basically what I liked about this film was um, you didn't need to... I personally... Like, I glanced at the subtitles while they were on, but I felt that the people in this film did such a good job talking to each other. Like, I don't know how I can explain it, where I knew what they were saying. I didn't need it translated to me, which I was not expecting that to be the case. I felt like that with a bit of it, but I'm not going to lie. I had to follow the subtitles, so I was getting a bit, like... Who's this guy like? But uh, uh, for some of the scenes, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, like, yeah, if they change characters, definitely you got to look down and see what's going on. But what I'm saying, as far as exchange between individual characters, like when the parts of the story are focusing on, say, the kid and the dude in the beginning, right? And spoiler alert, obviously, if you haven't watched this movie, don't listen to this yet. Go watch it. Matter of fact, turn the movie on while you're watching this because we'll break the entire thing down as we go. So you could do that. But in the beginning, when the dude that kidnapped the kid and the kid are there and they're having the exchange, the guy's about to throw him in the pit with the alligator, right? There's a guy off to the side. I guess he's like a the Robin Hood men in tights of... They're like a they're a group of dudes. It seems like they're breaking into this slave situation. And now they're gonna break this kid out and all these guys out of their out of their slave. Like I guess that's just what they do. Did you get that? From I know I'm all over the place with this, but I'm trying to set the scene up, but at the same time making sure that you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I did I, but I think when we, we tried because we started watching it on the first stream we did. Um saw that bit while we was while the stream was still working but at the time i was like what like what's going on and i think you said at that point that there was like a another tribe in there like watching as you said because when it happened it wasn't obvious that they did just to me anyway that they was they just come in to fight them they was kind of there it was like they were undercover or something and then got to a certain point and then there was like a fight breakout yeah, because they just kind of hopped out behind the trees. Like, you would have had to have been... And you know what? Now that we're talking about it, I actually think I can see... I don't know, like, on paper, if this could be a fact, but I could see influence from something like that in shows like The Walking Dead. You know, yes. the in, in, introduction of characters and shit like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just going to say, I can't really 
talk too much on The Walking Dead. I watched like the first season of it, I think, and started the second season, but I never finished it. So I can't really use them sort of things as references because I ain't really seen the whole lot. So That's all right. I haven't um, watched the whole show either, but... Do we... Because I said a minute ago about the, the crocodile scene. Do we do we get into that more or do we leave that? Because uh, if people are watching this, uh, like, it's going to be hard for us to do these without spoiling it, isn't it? So I think we're going to have to n- kind of not uh, censor things because otherwise people... Do you know what I mean? People might come here that have already seen it as well just to see what we thought of it. Right. So, yeah, I think we should just go over the, especially because, look, the, this is the exact, this is the introduction to exactly what I was talking about. When the kid is about to get thrown in the pit with the alligators, we'll go, we'll backtrack because this is just an easy jumping in point for me. I believe probably for you as well, because it's, it's a very graphic scene, but it's a nice spot to go. This is where the movie really begins. Even though heavy shit started earlier, this really gives you an introduction to who this character is going to be. Because this is a life... Before this was the prelude to the life-altering experience he's about to have. But it also brings to the point that these bandits that hop out of nowhere go to overtake the slave owners and they toss this kid a knife. In that moment, I don't know what the exchange was in the subtitles between the two characters, but I I was able to see in the body language and the emotions that the characters were, the way that even their eyes were, you could see the clear indication. Like, I think there's just a human instinct that you can pick up on. So don't, don't allow the fact that this movie is in all subtitles uh, make you not want to watch it because Jen also watched it and she's not by any means into subtitled movies at all but it's it's well done enough that you can get enjoyment out of it you know i really liked as well like you just said you like i'm not a fan of subtitles either but this is definitely one that it's worth sticking it out for and i also like the fact that the fighting scenes i think they're very creative um and impressive but they're not like over the top like you see some films and you can clearly tell that there's like trickery going on and it's not all authentic fighting and with this you can see that it's properly like choreographed actual fighting moves and there's no like trickery going on i think that's really good about it that's one of the things that i like about the john wick movies and i know it's not necessarily the same conversation but Sure, the action in those movies is over the top extremely, right? But it's designed that way for a reason. But even still, the action in the movie is authentic because the dude went and trained and you can clearly see the difference. And it it does make the movie experience that much better because you can then identify even more with the character that's on the screen knowing that the person is actually acting this shit out is getting as close to being this person as they possibly can. So with with moves like the ones in this movie too, they're effortless, man. You could see the influence on American cinema 100%, which is also another interesting point, I think, why we thought this was a good idea to do this show, because... 
uh, you're over in England right now. I know I said we were going to backtrack. So everybody that is here for the details of the movie, we will get there. But there's a channel that we have to cater to before whoever you are. So adjust your viewing time or whatever it is accordingly. But being from England, has there been, have you seen in movies from your country what some of the heavy influence from movies like this one as far as martial arts and shit like that is concerned? Even maybe run-of-the-mill action movies like, uh, I don't know, Daniel Craig is somebody you would consider a representative in your country. Um, I mean, he does represent UK, but I don't look at him and, and see martial arts really. I mean, he might have a few moves. I'm, I haven't really watched the Bond films like that. Um, it's never been something I've been a big fan of. Um, I've seen a f- like a couple of them, I think, but I mean, he uses a few moves, but I wouldn't necessarily say I look at him and think martial arts. I was just trying to think, as you were saying about it, like what sort of martial arts films we've had over here. And I can't really think of too many. Like we've had the ones I think of are like boxing ones, and even they they're not like there's not a ton of them. So I think we kind of lack that in the UK. I could be misinformed and and, and not have done my research enough for UK martial arts, but I don't see a lot of films like that are produced like that over here. That that are sort of um, quite a lot of in other countries like Asia and America. Like they seem to just throw them out there like where to the point where you get a lot of trash ones because it's they're they're spamming it do you know what i mean it's so much yeah they're they're saturating the market that well you know what i'm i'm happy that you said that because it confirms my suspicions as somebody who takes in a lot of american cinema obviously but i i feel like they they see an idea and they go okay some it, let's, this is how shit gets greenlit. One guy not paying attention gives somebody the money for a project that they normally would never greenlight. The movie gets made, people see it, genre gets popular, now they want to saturate the shit out of it. It be, your Your experience goes from going to a fine Italian restaurant to breaking it all the way down to a fucking Burger King fast food wannabe chicken parm sandwich. You know, they they just take all of everything that makes it natural and they wear it out and it sucks. But, I mean, what about uh, Jason Statham? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he. But what you could say with him as well uh, is that the majority of his films are American films. So even though he's good point, he's over in the states filming the majority. I mean, he might have a few English films that I'm not aware of that has a bit of fighting in them, but I haven't seen them. Yeah, no. Um, the English there was two English movies I seen that have changed my entire view on foreign cinema, dude. And I'm not saying that to be like a, a a snob or a nerd or anything, but I think it's Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. That one, there was another one I think called Snatch. Brad Pitt was in it. And a bunch of motherfuckers were in it that I know that I've seen in a bunch of different shit. But 
watching those two movies, even though they have nothing to do with martial arts at the core, just the way that it was all written out, the way that the story builds, I feel like you guys also do, you're still paying attention to the things that make good movies. Now, I'm sure you have a Hollywood scene just like we do, where shit is mainstream and played out. Maybe that's why you're not seeing so much foreign or even domestic, rather, uh, martial arts films, given the rise in MMA and shit like that. But that's, that's we'll one, to, one thing you said, actually, just while you say it. I think we will see that um, worldwide, but probably in the UK going forward with the martial arts, but specifically like USC style like cage fighting because the popularity that that's at in terms of real life in the UFC, I think because that's growing all the time, like it has been with boxing films in the past, I think that that will be something that we see in the future a lot more of. Definitely. You can see it. I mean, because it was banned. It was banned in New York City for a long time. They wouldn't even hold an event there. So, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they changed it up. But, all right, I know I tend to bounce around a little bit because it makes me more comfortable. And it kind of helps me stay on track in an off-track kind of a way. But going back to this movie, the general general plot line, to me, Having not watched the first one because we watched the second Ong Bak movie I'll and hold we didn't. My hands up to that as well, people. That's my fault for those that aren't aware. We <laughs> yeah, had yeah. miscommunication when we tried to do the stream the other day, um, <laughs> and we were we were trying to go back and forth with like screen sharing, saying why are we seeing different things. Turns out I had number two. I didn't know there was a number one of Ong Bak. I thought I had the original. Turns out I had the second one. So. That's the reason we're doing this one before the first one, because I haven't got the first one and we couldn't find a stream at the time or anything to do the first one first. So that's why we're doing this one right now. Yeah, which, you know what, though? I kind of feel like the second movie is always a nice entry point because the first one, and not to disrespect the movie, but let's be honest, we're trying to talk about a film because of its action. I love a good story, but this is not the instance where we were ready for a good story. So we picked an entry point. What was that? Um, That's, that was never there before. I don't know. Some kind of icon popping up on her phone. I've never seen. It's like an extra phone signal. That's it's, fucking uh... wild. Could mean Weird. trying to jump on the uh, the Bluetooth or the, yeah, the Wi-Fi. Yeah, make sure your Bluetooth is not on. Somebody could be trying to tap into that. Because it was just trying to get... And make sure your location off. is off. Matter of fact, your I would Wi-Fi. turn off everything. Your Wi-Fi, your data. I don't know how to work my phone. But, you know, so the basic plot line to this movie, I think, is... Kid, it's like a revenge, isn't it? Kind of. yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, that's what it, yeah, because that's what it, in the opening scene, this kid is traveling with, I would assume to be his family, right? And immediately, within the first three minutes of the film opening, everybody gets whacked, bro. It was like, just immediate. There was a call to war and it was over. 
Yeah, so, talk about missing out on your childhood, isn't it? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like How old do you think that kid was seven. at the time? Seven? Maybe? Yeah. The little kid in the beginning of the movie. How old do you think he was? Oh, like uh, five or six. Yeah, all right, yeah. Five, can you imagine, bro? Five years old, and you're you're traveling around by horseback with your family. Oh, a bunch of dudes, right. bow and arrows and shit, just come oh. out and wipe out everybody. Oh, no. And, uh, maybe the little girl was like five or six. Yeah. Still. Yeah, you know, maybe he Still. was like six or seven, maybe eight. But Still. also, boys kind of look older around that time. Yeah, especially when he's dressed up like a prince. Yeah. Well, you know. So they they kill this kid's family, and apparently this is a standard operation. I had watched this before, before I even knew that's what you guys were talking about. Yeah. So it's fucking awesome. But that's why I said about the subtitles, even you watched it, and you're not you're not into those kind of movies when that I you've seen it, it before when, we did. The one I watched did not have subtitles in English. It had it in a different language. <laughs> that's how good it is, bro. I'm telling you, dude. That's coming Imagine from... watching it in, like, Germany. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's fucked up. You're looking down at the subtitles, and even they can't help you. Like, sorry, <laughs> man. But, yeah, this is apparently a standard operation. They they wipe out small families. They steal the children. And then and operate what, the what, children in slave trade, right? Yeah, and I think what... I mean, I might be looking too much into it, but... The fact that it was based in Thailand and like the settings and the scenes of the film, it's all like in the um in the jungle and that. So that gives me a sense of all this shit's going on. You might get it'd be human nature for you in your head to be like, I just want to escape all this and, and leave. But you do you know what I mean? Like if you're a kid as well, you gotta escape these people that have got you prisoner first and then try and leave the country whether there's a plane or whatnot. But it's probably most likely not going to be a plane or anything to, to leave that, that place where you're at. You know what I mean? Bro, plane. This dude's in the middle of the jungle, bro. I you don't, they don't even right? have shoes on, my man. Well, Never well, mind a plane. I think that could overlook the felt, but just thinking that during watching it, thinking that that adds to the, the anxiety and the desperation of when all that's happening. Oh, like, hell yeah. Come to, how do I escape this? Mm hmm. Bro. So, um, they wipe out the kid's family. They take them. Now, they got them in a slave trade. Now, I'm assuming... Now, again, there's already a storyline established. Maybe we're adding on properly. Maybe we're not. So, keep that in mind. But the way that I'm seeing this, just from how it was set up... What is what is that? Oh, that's <laughs> not... No. Look, here, look at this, dude. Look at how big this is. Look at how big this is. Flip it around. That's like a dick, dude. I'm not sucking that. Are you crazy? That's a. That's what. Those are training wheels. That's for like jobs. Bondage gum shield. Like, yeah. Got the piercing there. So. Yeah, that's so you know that behind like the. Gaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Wild, dude. So. I'm thinking. They take these people, put them in a slavery trade, except this is an example. This kid is an example of what happens when you will not submit to the brainwashing. This is where the alligator comes in. 
because this dude is like, all right, come on, motherfucker, let's go. And the kid's like, no, nah, man, I'm not. This is not you killed my entire family. I am uh, whoever Montoya prepare to die. Right. We're on that shit. Where this kid's like, I'm not doing it. He's like, oh, okay, cool. You're not going to listen. Follow me. They drag him into a back room. They're beating him. They're throwing blood on him. They're essentially just trying to break him down spiritually, emotionally, physically. The kid's not caving in, bro. He's not having it. You killed my whole family and I will have my revenge, motherfucker, right? That's what I feel when I'm watching this, dude. So the dude is like, you want to wanna... take a moment of appreciation as well of the casting that they did just to get that, the leader of the slave camp. Yeah. Appearance, my bad. Yeah. It was like a horror film, just the appearance of him. Bro, that guy looks like he could have been in any Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> right? He's yeah, got House yeah. of a Thousand Corpses written all over his face, man. Like, but, uh... Perfect with the casting, just for that one guy. 100%, dude. So, they're like, you, you don't want to submit? We're gonna make an example out of you. Because, see, over here, we got the center... We got the center for your disease control, man. There's an alligator in this pit, and you don't... Fuck around, and I'm throwing you in there. That's the exchange that the two characters are having. It's like five-year-old kid and this grown-ass Rob Zombie extra-looking motherfucker, <laughs> dude, right? And everybody is sitting around and watching this. So the guy holds him over the pit, and he's shaking him over. Like, if you don't fuck around, bro, I'll throw you in this pit. And the kid still, still is like, do it, mother. Do it. You're gonna have to throw me in then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not having it, right? So the guy says, "All right, fuck it," and he goes to throw him in. I'm sorry, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. I'm hitting the mic. He goes to throw him in. The kid says, "I say." Yeah, no, I know, but it was you're missing a detail before that. Before that, kid grabs his arm. And bites a fucking chunk out of him like Mike Tyson, bro. He says, you want to throw me in the alligator pit? I'm biting your muscles, man. Rips a chunk out of him. Dude doesn't know where to go. Because much like, no disrespect to Mike Tyson, please don't kill me. But, you know, he didn't know what to do when he really got rocked, bro. We, we saw that. When you're at the top for so long and nobody challenges you, Nobody has ever challenged this slave, whoever the fuck he is, right? So he's never shed his own blood at the hands or the teeth, rather, of a slave. He doesn't know what to do. He's in complete shock. And that's where the guys that came out from behind the trees earlier we were talking about, that's where they come in. Like, bro, because now the kid's getting tossed in the pit. It's a very dramatic scene. He kid, the kid rips this dude's flesh, and this is the part of the movie where I have to tell you, if you are squeamish, these types of films will show things that are very graphic. Now, I personally, I personally had to turn my head a couple of times. I'm not here to lie to nobody. But even still, it was appropriate. The, the gore that was thrown in there was not overdone. I felt it was appropriate for... The example they were trying to set, the story they were trying to tell. So I'll deal with it. But uh, 
They throw the kid in the pit. Kid gets thrown a knife, and now here's where the whole character build is going to change. Because in the moment, when when he does what he does, I think that adds to what I said earlier. Where you know, what I mean, that sick that is kind of the symbol for his childhood is is gone. You know, what I mean, once he does what he does, that's like. Well, I think to be honest with you, I, I sorry to cut you off, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think. He noticed it a moment before then, like right as they're going to take him away. I think he realizes, but it's cemented in the moment where you're saying like right when he realizes that he has to take a chunk out of this dude's body in order to try to survive. In that moment is where the switch happens and everything beyond that. I feel like the look in his eye when he stabbed this dude was... I told you, don't fuck with me, <laughs> right? I like, as... you, I don't care if you look like a corpse. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's kind of like that's what I felt it, bro. I was yelling at the TV the whole time, like, yeah, stab that motherfucker, bro. For every every kid that he killed, I'm I'm putting child rapes on this kid's head. I don't even know that happened, but in my mind, I'm picturing this dude is so bad, bro. Just his appearance and everything. Like, this dude is the biggest piece of shit. I can't wait to watch him get wiped out. And good, he does. And movie moves on. But now, the dudes that basically rescue this kid were taken along on this this dude's journey, essentially. Right? We We are the fly on the wall in this kid's life. And now in comes, I don't know, another movie, if you have seen, I know we brought it up on the program at separate times, but Kill Bill, I brought up a few times. Yeah. You have not seen that, right? I've seen, I have seen, I can't, because there's a few, how many was there? It was like three or something. There was two. I think there I've was seen... one where it goes, the story basically goes backwards, where yeah. it I starts out. one or two, but I don't know if I've seen both of them, but I've seen at least one of them. One of them, she wakes up in the hospital, and the other one, she's tracing back to her journey as a warrior, pretty much. So it's I, like... I honestly t- can't remember, because it was so long ago that I saw it. All right, well, I bring this up because there's a scene in Kill Bill where Uma Thurman is being trained, right? And there's many similarities, and I'm not saying that Kill Bill robbed it, what I'm saying is I think that Kill Bill did a good job with painting that aspect of the Asian culture or ty- whatever whatever culture from the movies and all of that because it was illustrated here as well where this kid gets trained and becomes a warrior. He learns not to become a homicidal sociopath. And rather to hold, sure, you've gotten blood on your hands and your hands are dirty, but you were forced into that situation. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to take this power that you have and are you going to harness it for the better of your own world? Or do you want to go down the same road of the person who got you here? And There's actually a bit earlier in the film, I remember, where the mentor guy who's in it at the end, which we'll get to, but the guy that's kind of training him and that, he says to him, like, before he starts training him, something like, 
I can either train you and you can learn or I won't get in your way. You're free to go sort of thing. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. hundred percent. He gives them the options right there. Yeah. Which is what you definitely should be able to do. So, um, I thought there's, um, some good, like slow motion shots in this. There was a bit where he was, uh, fighting. I don't know. I think it was when he was still, they were still training him and he had to prove himself. He had to fight a guy with face tattoos. He had like a hoop. Ooh, that shit was mean, bro. That shit like, was he got mean. The first couple pretty easy, and then this guy started. He'd get him a few little times, and but I thought the slow motion shots, particular in that particular scene for one he was going against, I thought that, that was really cool. Yeah, there was a lot of great action sequences in this film. Um, like I said before. You didn't need the subtitles to understand the exchange 100%. I think that speaks to the level of every actor in the film, like you said before. I mean, honestly, dude, this was a true guts-to-glory warrior story. I mean, I really and there's... that scene as well. You know where they're in that, like, that river in the night? Yeah. And they're like they there's like a trap and like they like pull the boat like the raft they want. They pulled it out of the water and like Bro, the, so many there I, I really watched creative. I watched this film and I see so many American films. When I'm watching this, they're flashing through my fucking head like a comic book strip, bro. I'm like, well, that's fucking Rambo, and there's Predator, <laughs> and, you know, this and that. And I'm like, I'm going, now I see, like, and I'm not mad. I'm not mad that they used all that, but give the motherfuckers a nod, right? Why take it? Well, now it? that you've said that, like, that particular scene with the, the river and that, the, the nighttime, how it looks, I didn't even think that, and I've got that here as well. But that's, like, what Predator was like, like you said. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. You can see, like, they got flat out robbed. And then, you know, here's a little behind the scenes on Kill Bill. Again, different movie, but this is what we do. Apparently, when Tarantino went to go buy the soundtrack, he was looking for the soundtrack for the movie. And people that own the record store where he went, I don't know who told the story, and I could be getting details fucked up. But the long and short of it is. He went into a record shop to buy an album and the person that owned the shop was like, Hey man, I don't, I don't want you buying that record. And he was like, well, I got money. I don't see what the problem is. And dude basically said, I know you, I know who you are and I know what you do. And you're going to fucking buy that record and you're going to exploit our culture and our music. And you're not going to give us any credit for it. Fuck you. I'm not selling it to you. So like, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I get it at the same time. Look, I'm, I am sampling shit. Let me just put it out there. Okay. I've even anchor, whatever cast box. I've talked to people who, who run social medias. I don't keep it a secret that I sample shit, but I do give credit to the people that I use shit for. And I make sure to plug their current projects and all that, but there is none of that done with this culture in movies you get how many predator movies alien movies rambos and and whoever else up to the jason statums of the world and all that shit and nobody gets any fucking credit bro and then you wonder why you know there, there's such a, a tense divide between people like it's not 
people put a lot of this shit on race, dude. And I think a lot of it was more so personality traits that led into racial conflicts. And that's where people wound up. Yeah. I just want to get a shot in of the goat up there, by the way. Yeah. Martial arts. It's only right. (laughs) I was going to mention that before, but I was waiting to see if you were going to say something. So, I mean, look, dude. We, uh, this was a good film. I mean, honestly, we could go over the entire story, but I feel like we just gave you the basis of it. I feel like that's enough. Like, sure, we can go scene through scene. There's dramatic shit, but. Can we not just say as well, at the end, the fighting scene at the end is, is easily the longest fighting scene I've ever seen in a film. Obviously, yeah, and they're not shy about it. No, and, and what I liked as well is that he gets fucked up as well in that, in, in certain bits. It's not all one-sided. And I think some kung fu or, what, well, whatever martial arts it is, there's a lot of them out there where it's very one-sided. And it's not, like, for me, that's not realistic because everyone can get hit. And I think in this film, they show, like, they showcase that quite well. That's one thing that bothers me about boxing and MMA fans. Like, some of them don't understand the exchange that is just natural. That's how it happens. Even in street fights, every fight you're going to get into is not going to be a one-punch knockout. You're going to have to have an exchange sooner or later where you're going to have to take a few and push a few out. Mm. So to capture that, especially even with stakes as high as these going throughout the movie... It does a really good job of not neglecting any part of the action and making it arguably as realistic as possible. I mean, sure, you could even, I'm sure you would agree with me if I said that the action in this movie at times has been glorified, but only in the instance for making it a good movie to watch. They didn't need to do it, but it was like sprinkles (coughs) on the ice cream, bro. That's all. You know, they could have got away without doing it, but it was a nice touch. I'm glad that they added it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've still got a load of notes for it. So did you want to, like, close this up? Well, no, I was just just saying, like, generally, so that in case we don't go through every detail of the movie, I mean, I don't want people to get confused. I'm not sure if that's exactly what we're doing, But, I mean, if you got notes, feel free. Let's roll through them. But I don't know exactly what this is going to turn into. So I don't want anybody to assume that we're going to go stitch by stitch through the entire film. It should be important to point out that because of how we do these and it's live and we don't, like, edit it too much or whatever, like, it's probably important for people to know going forward that we might make notes or whatever, but because of how me and you communicate, we might go to, like, the mid part of the film first or something because we remember a scene from that the most. Or Yeah, it's yeah. not always going to be... I mean, we should always probably try and do the intro bit first or something that was important at the beginning of the film, but the way we do it naturally, it'd be important for people to know that it's not always going to be in order of what happens in the film. Especially because, dude, this is a genuine 
this is a genuine conversation. I want you to know that if you if you and a friend of yours went out to the movies tonight, went and saw this film, and as you walked out of the theater, had a conversation, that's what this is. So this is basically our this is our experiences with what we thought was the most memorable. So don't do me a favor, save your hate mail. Don't argue about <laughs> what is the best part or you're forgetting this or how come you didn't mention that. Look, yeah, man, we're, we're individuals. We're not getting paid by the, the minute to, to go through details of the film. Like if we were getting right, paid, right. We're not fucking Cisco and Ebert here, bro. Bye. So I thought there was some just to get into the notes a little bit. I thought yeah. there was a, the, the um some of the that when they're in the slave like bit at the beginning and like in it and then it does certain flashbacks and that where they the kids are getting separated from the parents and that I thought that was Ooh, that was you bring up you bring up something that's so important and if you didn't just say that I may have forgot dude in the film going back to the alligator scene bro this is how good this fucking film is bro because there are two things happening simultaneously that are so fucking heavy that i was gonna say you know like you you can't even appreciate it watching it the first time around let's be honest i picked it up because we did watch this starting a little bit together right and then we went back and watched it independently the second viewing and i'm sure there'll be a third or fourth or fifth because this is a movie I will sit down a few times to watch, but I also like to be active throughout it while I'm watching it just because of the fact that I don't have to pay attention to the dialogue between the characters, but that's a separate thing. Anyway. One, one thing I just want to say quickly as well. I mean, parents, you, you've got your own decisions to make on this, but mm. I wouldn't sit down with your young kids and watch it. No. Unless, unless you're willing to to let them see stuff early on and expose them to it early on. I wouldn't advise watching it with a young kid, even if they're interested in doing training and that, because they matter of fact, yeah, not even your teenager, not even your teenager. I think some people might already seen things like that exposed to it. That's what I said. But like for the majority of people, like just be careful because it's, you might want to watch it beforehand on your own before deciding whether you want to sit down and watch it with your kids. Well, yeah, because not even just because, you know what? Here you go. If your kid is just getting into some type of martial arts, right? And you're watching this movie, you're thinking about watching this movie, or maybe you should introduce them to this. It's a little bit graphic, but this is a good example of, this is a good example of morals. When you're ready to go down that road and you can handle the violence and the gore as a side effect, this is a good film, I think, for somebody who is a student of if you're a student of this culture or the martial whatever it is even if you're just a fan just to go into what i was saying as well with the kid do you, do you remember the scene where they they are uh, the one they let one of the women out of the cage and she tries tries to get her kid out of the, one of the other cages and and that's uh, exactly what I was just about to bring up, dude. Like when the first yeah. thing in itself is disturbing enough because she's just trying to get her kid, isn't it? Then it just mm. gravitates even more. It accelerates because they, he then grabs her, and, uh, and not only does he smack the shit out of her, but obviously it's in front of not only her kid but all, all these other kids as well watching it. But the kid can't do nothing, and 
Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, we know like what happens and it stops, but he gets a fair few smacks in before it stops. Bro, he was whooping her ass like strong, dude. And you're watching this, and the kid, her kid, is just standing there, and, and did, everybody did, else. By the way, there's there's fifty. Matter of fact, scratch that. There's like four hundred people <laughs> that are stored away in these fucking wannabe zoo captivity type carriages that are all watching this. That are literally ass to ass, chest to chest, bro. I mean, while this is going say, on, it affects you like that. Imagine how it affects me because you ain't got no kids. You know what I mean? It hits me different. <laughs> Woo, bro! I can't even. Um, I can't even. You're right. I don't have kids, but I think about I think about her brother, her little brother, and her nephew. When I see shit like that, they're the first thing that pops into my mind, and I get a rage that I just like I can't even imagine what that would feel like if if it was if it was my kid. It would be I would feel bad for anybody that I'm going after, dude. Honestly, I mean. But that's why it's so, so um, satisfying to watch that dude catch it like that. Because he's beating this yeah. lady up. But that's also the importance of the dramatics of this film. Kid is getting thrown in an alligator pit while at the same time the slave owner, while the kid is struggling to figure out a way to get out, the camera pans over and he's showing this this slave master dude beating the shit out of this lady in front of her children with all of these other people prisoners for what we don't even know what their plans are yeah other than i guess they're all just gonna fight to the death for the amusement of what seems to be one fat king i don't understand what the what the purpose is of this but that that's just i guess the the nature of the business Right, like these somehow these fat fucks. Who knows? I'm assuming at one point this guy must have been some type of a warrior, wipes everybody out, and then gets fat, living on the hog, thinking, "Well, nobody's gonna fuck with me now because I got slaves, and all these people are eight times smaller than me because I neglect them and I don't feed them, so there's no power struggle." But they can easily. You know, you get the right 10-year-old to come along and slice your throat up something fierce, bro. You can get your job taken. It just goes to show you that, like, even though these people are looked at by these slaves, unfortunately, as, like, an untouchable force, this motherfucker is fat. He can't breathe. He's not moving. Are you telling me you're eight years old, you can't get a sharp stick and just jab this motherfucker's eyeball? Even though he does have goons around him, though, so I'm also forgetting... This guy's got a security A-team around him of guys, like, for what? What? How, how is this dude paying you? You know what I mean? I don't understand the dynamics here. Uh, but it makes it even better, doesn't it? What what he gets coming to him, what happens to him. Because do you, do you want to let people know they haven't seen it or just in terms of how he gets offed? Well, no, yeah, we can, we can talk about it because, I mean, I think this is a big focal point in the movie of what makes it so good because it gives you the payoff of watching this piece of shit die and it's still in the beginning of the movie relatively Mm. so So, you've already witnessed the biggest villain so far so far 
if this is the villain you're showing me, that's a throwaway character. I don't even want to see who the boss is. I, you know I, what I mean? I'm not going into that too much right now, but just to, I did you predict who it was going to be at the end? Because I kind of predicted it about half an hour before the end, and it turned uh, out oh. it would be. Yeah, did you? I don't know. I was so wrapped up in it, dude. I didn't see it coming. But I have a habit of doing that anyway, even if it's not martial arts. You know what I mean? Like early days from like Scooby Doo. You know what I mean? It's like that. Well, bro, thing. see, who did it? Who that did was it? gonna say I'm good at I'm good with that shit too. Like Jake could tell you, dude. I'll watch some shit I've never seen before. She'll be watching a show. I'll go and sit down on the couch. Never seen it. Never watched it. I could just say lines as they come out on the show because it's that predictable. But stuff like this is like a different universe because it causing me to focus on a different level. So I, I understand what you're saying, but this is definitely not, at least not yet. So this is a, definitely a good way to jump in and sharpen skills. And I didn't even really go searching for it. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I have to really think. I just thought, like, it just it just hit my head, like, without even really me being conscious of it. And I was like, yeah, I reckon it was that person. And then at the end, it, lo and behold, it was that person. But... Some some films you have to really think about it, but I felt like this one it just naturally sort of just come to me. Right. Well, do you want to jump back into your notes though, just because, or so you want to finish your? About, yeah, I've got I've, I've only got a few left, so um. But I was just gonna say I liked how they, the the leader of the slaves got fucked up. Obviously. Oh wait, hold on. He he goes back into the camp. You good? All right, hold on. There you go. Sorry about that. I knew it was going. I'm trying to... I'm not trying to rush you, but at the same time... Uh, you got to reply. Okay, well, I'm... Hold on. You can't do that to me, man. I'm in the middle of doing some shit. You can't just drop a phone in front of me and go, here, take care of this. That's, you can't. That's not how... That works. You got to give me a moment to work through. I don't have a problem with managing home life and doing a live podcast. I understand the two worlds are going to interject from time to time. But, you know, you're going to hear all that. But anyway, I'm sorry, dude. Get to your point. I'm going to shut the fuck up and let Uh, you make the point that you wanted to make so I can go address this and I'll be able to jump on that. What I was trying to say was quickly... I'm not trying to rush you through doing this. I just don't know how long the connection is going to be good for. So I'm trying to cram it all in at one okay. time. So, right. you know what I mean? But go ahead. All right. So um, basically, for those of you who haven't seen it, the, the tribe leader of the like the slaves, um, basically Tien, who is uh, the main character, goes back and fights these guys. Starts having a fight with the leader. Um Basically, he's got his tribe with him as well. Um, gets the better of the leader, and the leader starts begging him for his life to to save him. And he says, "Ah, oh, you'll you'll get a chance." And he says, "Throw him to the crocodile." So I thought that was very good because it he obviously that's a lot of trauma for a kid to go through, um, and and they do the same to the he like gets revenge on him from what he did to him as a kid later on, gets revenge on him in the same way. Um, so I thought that, that was good how they did that in the film. He has to fight a crocodile. Um, the crocodile. Uh, Tien frees the slaves as, as well after that, which was really good. 
Um, there's a bit in it as well where he's fighting someone and he gets cut on like his his side, like his ribs and that. And he picks up this dirt that's just on the floor and jams it in his cuts. And I was like, oh, you got some guts to do that. So I thought that was very graphic, but cool to see. Um, and just through this film, man, it's it's very much the underdog story up against all these odds that you think, how is he going to get out of that? And he does. But um, so what else is there? So uh, as I said earlier on, at the end of the film, it's the longest fighting scene I remember ever seeing, like ever. And it, it, I swear it goes on for about 20 minutes. And it's, as I said, it's not all one sided. So there's bits in it where you think, how is he going to get out of this? So I thought that, that was good. There's a bit in it where he he like befriends an elephant, basically. And then there's a whole herd of them and he's running along the top of them. Like that was one of my favorite scenes in the film because it was just creative and something different that you don't really see in any genre of films. He's running across the top of elephants and shit. Um, he actually gets kind of saved in, in one of the fighting scenes by one of the elephants for a bit, which was also very creative, I thought. Um so I've got about three more notes to get through, man. So do you want to come back in? Because it's kind of getting near the end of the film anyway on the notes. All right, hold on. My timing is all fucked up here. I was trying. I was hoping I would have had enough time to right, hold on. hop off and listen to you take a piss through all that shit. But all right. So if you want to run through the rest of what you got written down, I'm hearing you go okay. through. But I'm just not interjecting because I'm away from the computer. But I have the YouTube playing back so that I can hear you. There's just a, there's probably a two second delay from when you talk to when I hear it. But I mean, the if only I, thing is, is, I didn't know if you wanted to come in on this bit because it's kind of near the end of it, and I didn't want to like spoil it for people. If I if I just go ahead and and kind of give my take on it, do you know what I mean? I didn't know if you wanted to to do it as well. Well, no, you would. I would actually defer this to you just because you are much more familiar with this genre of film than I am. I think it would be like a disservice if I were to try to jump in here and, and go off of all the details. It's probably shit that you've seen that I may have even missed. So, you know. Okay. So, um, where do we get to? Um, so, like I was saying about the elephants and that, he has a scene where the elephant one of the elephants comes and sort of helps him for a bit. There's also a bit in that which confused me a little bit, but I think it kind of, um, I figured out what it was. It's like his self, he's fighting at one point. Um, and I think it, it's meant to symbolize his, like the dark side of him and his like, like spirit side of him maybe. Cause they on a, at the end of it, they're on about like how his, he was, his fate was determined sort of thing. So I think that that might've been a symbolization of, of his darker side, like fighting him. Um, but anyway, getting to the end of the film, he, he goes through this long process of fighting this, this tribe and all these different people. And then he fights, he finds out who he has a flashback of when, um, his, his dad got killed. Um, and then there's another King back in the, the here and the now scene. So in this, this King says to him, he basically reveals who, killed his dad 
and it turns out to be who his mentor was throughout the film, who basically brung him up after his dad got killed. Um, so that is like the final sort of scene in terms of what you see in the film of a major fight. Um, and and sort of, it's not too long of a scene, to be honest, after all the fighting he's just done. Um, and the guy kind of gets advantage of him on the floor, but and then he, he gets up close to him and says, take my life in honour and like respect for me taking your dad's life. And I thought that that was cool because you don't really see that too much. It's, you have to kill someone like the hard way, which throughout this film he's had to do it with other people anyway. But I thought that that was cool because he mentors him throughout the film. He teaches him everything he knows that his father would have taught him. And that's who he has to fight at the end. And I thought it was cool that he was like, kill me in, in honour of your father because I killed him. Like, let, let me give you that honour um, instead of killing him when he had the advantage on him. So I thought that, that was quite cool that they did it like that. Um, and then the last bit I've got is he basically dies at the end, isn't it, Tin? There's a there's a scene of him like it looks like it's him when he's older, like more grown up. So it kind of gives you sort of, is there going to be another film? But the dialogue in it is basically him saying that it, his fate was determined. And just before that, the king... Like after he kills this mentor, the king is like to the rest of his tribe is is like take him away, torture him, and, and make sure that it's it's slow and and painful. So it tells you that he dies, but there's that little sort of scene where it's sort of it's like a, a shot into the future, and it looks like it's him when he's even older. So it kind of leaves you with is he dead or not? But with the dialogue, it suggests he is dead because as I said, this king says torture him make it slow and painful and and that's how the film ends and i thought that was cool though because again a lot of these films ends happy do you know what i mean it ends with the the underdog coming out on top and with this one you get the impression it's going to do that but it doesn't really do that at the end so it, i thought it was kind of a very low and it kind of leaves you feeling a bit like wow i wasn't expecting that and i thought that was cool because it, it's not like all glossified I don't even know if that's a word but like it makes it seem it's like not oh, polished. It's yeah, not yeah. polished. You wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect an ending like that because every ending that's good has to have the happy ending. Yeah. You're not allowed to have the upsetting realistic ending that actually may have happened. Yeah. And it adds to the what I was saying at the beginning when we started it of that that gritty feel to it. I think the jungle setting does that like like that adds to it a lot anyway but the casting in this film even the, the main guy just like his eyes and that you see is like the passion in his eyes when he's when he's fighting and that and like the rage and and um but yeah i thought that was really good at the end because i wasn't expecting that and i've seen this film but i couldn't remember that so i'm expecting him to come out on top and that and then it's basically that hopeless feeling at the end because you're like he's done all that but what was it for yeah, I mean, dude, I don't know, man. It was definitely, it was definitely an experience. I'll be honest. Motherfucker. I'll be honest, going into this, dude, I really had no interest in watching this, like, it's a cool, the show, all right, cool idea, right, I'll do it for the sake of the show, like, I'm sure it's not a terrible movie, but I wasn't, 
I wasn't expecting what I got when I turned it on. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to love every single thing that we watch. More than likely, I probably won't. But this was a pleasant surprise. I was not expecting. You know, I think especially. you said earlier on, like, just for people that haven't seen it and are thinking of watching it and they're not too keen on the subtitles, definitely give it a try for a bit because me and Jack aren't in favor of watching things with subtitles. Like, and but it's definitely worth hanging in there. Um, because I think it's worth it in the end. Like, I think this one will go under the radar a lot for those that aren't like too clued up on martial arts or maybe just getting into it or whatever. But don't let the subtitles put you off because I think it's definitely a, a like there's layers to this film, even with subtitles. Like, it's I think it's worth it. So, yeah, like you don't, you don't need them. You don't need to look. I know you're used to hearing a story, I get it. One of the most annoying things in the world to me is being in a room with other people that are talking another language and you know that they're talking shit about you. You can't understand what they're saying, but they keep looking over at you and they're pointing and laughing so you know (laughs) it ain't good, right? That's what this movie is, basically. It's that, except you don't get angry. Well, you will get angry, and then you'll get happy, and then you get depressed. it's the whole emotional roller coaster of what a movie is supposed to be. And it's not the great thing about it is that it's not overly heavy handed with any type of martial arts. The martial well, arts is a compliment to the movie. The movie itself is, is the storyline. That's what they want you to focus on the importance of the storyline and maybe have a conversation about something other than how good did that dude look when he threw his kick? You know what I mean? A lot of people don't, they don't take the time to really appreciate stories anymore. And I know we're all not kids and most people don't read anywhere near as much as they should, including myself. But I mean, at the very least taking in a movie should be, should be the experience of where you walk away feeling like you were just read a story visually. I mean, and that's what this does. And I think a lot of people will have, including myself, when Jen first watched this, I was like, I'm not fucking sitting through subtitles. I said that shit probably a hundred times and I've missed out on coolest shit that I probably would like, but I'm stubborn. For example, there's a show on Netflix I want to watch in the worst way, bro. And I won't do it because I'm not giving in. It's a Russian show. This dude is... This is what I gathered from what I did read from the subtitles and the 10 minutes of the show that I watched. This dude is a detective. It's kind of like Doctor Who-ish and... uh I don't know, like a regular detective show that I can't think of a name at the moment, but except this dude, the way that he solves his cases is he's able to sniff shit for clues, like pick up the person's blood type and suspects and shit like that through the sense of smell. Sounds like an awesome show. The whole thing is in fucking English subtitles, dude, with Russian, Polish, or Spanish dubbed over in the audio so i mean 
something like that is different though this is done well enough i'm sure if i sat down and really watched sniff i probably would enjoy it but this is a little bit more cut and dry for the layman i think the person that made this i know nothing about him maybe i should have dove into the credits a little bit prior to doing this show which maybe that could be an added feature I know in the beginning we talked about how we should probably open this up with an intro based around either is it the theme of the show or is it what movie we're watching? I was going on just like an overall theme, but now you've said that, that could be saying, but the only thing is, is it's probably going to be on your doing of, of, of creating them. Do you know what I mean? So it's up to you because... It, it could be a bit time consuming if you're going to do it individually anyway. I think, but that's, that's a, that's a good idea as well, because I was just going on generally, but you could also do it that way. I mean, I could, it, it depends. See, the only problem is here from a content standpoint, making a theme solid one introduction for the show is good because whether you love it or... I'll give you the perfect example, okay? Jim Norton and Sam Roberts have a show. Their intro song is the most annoying fucking thing <laughs> I've ever... Matter of fact, at the risk... If this gets copyright blocked, I'm willing to go into the editing bay and surgically cut this part out just to have to repost this stream because I want to play you the two theme songs. My point being this before I get diverted completely, you can get used to a theme song to the point where you can hate every ounce of it and know every single word to it, right? Yeah, it goes like, like songs, doesn't it? I hear songs like, even if it's mumble rap, if you hear it enough, you'll be walking down the street. And you're singing it, even yeah, if you don't like it. You want to kill these people, but you're singing it. It's, it's crazy. No, not you. We were talking about songs that we don't like. Well, that would bother your like it sucks when I've also got to um, ask you something about the next episode for this as well in a minute. But you can do this bit first if you want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, content standpoint, it would be easier to make a theme show simply because even if everybody unanimously hated it, they could get used to the idea of, all right, this is my theme. This is my week. This is my show. Whenever they do it, this is the intro. This is what it sounds like. I can I bet. I bet. Let's just, let's just hit the nail on the head with this. Let's just go with a general theme. Then we ain't got okay. stuff like, and, and be like, ah, what should we do for the next? Let's just say now we're doing yeah. like a general one because like, right. Said, then it'll hopefully people once they hear it, they'll be like, Oh, they got a new episode coming out or whatever. So um, but what I was gonna say is for the next episode, obviously I was gonna say I think we could maybe do like polls for people to vote on of what we watch next. The only thing with that is is finding links for things because I ain't really got a lot of I've got one or two DVDs here that do you know what I mean? So and I'm not, I've got Netflix, but it's different the UK one to the American one. So I haven't always got everything that the US, uh, yeah, the American lot I've got. So I was going to say maybe do polls for people to vote on what we watch next. But obviously we're going to have to find formats or links 
or YouTube or whatever it is for us to be able to watch them. Well, dude, I'm I fucked myself already. I'm paying fourteen dollars for Amazon this month because I had so much going on. I didn't cancel it yesterday. My own fault. I have bigger shit happening. So my main point is, I now have Amazon at my disposal, at least till next month until I can reset it so that I pay the proper amount. But I have Amazon. I have to get my Hulu back up, but I will have that, and I got Netflix, so I don't know if it would be possible if I could, like, give you the fucking password, bro, if you go, if we could search Amazon or something, you can go on there, if you could access it where you live, if you could yeah. go on a website or download an app or something, and then you could just sign on and fucking watch it so we don't have to do this looking around for links bullshit, we both have access to it, you know what I mean? What is? What are you gonna do? Fucking that! That that's what we need, man. Like just because I didn't want to get to a point where it's like you got people voting on polls, and then it's like unanimous on what like people want us to watch, and then one of us can't get a link for it or something. Do you know what I mean? Because then it's just a waste of time. And then we gotta explain to people, ah, uh, that's not happening now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and dude, I have no idea what is going to be this election on Amazon if. There is anything at all? I have no clue. That they what? So what? What? My question is then: What are we doing for the next episode? Are we gonna come? Should, do we do it, discuss it privately? Pick a few ourselves where, even if it's with links to start with, and then just put the few out that we've got ideas of, and let people mm. vote on it. Or, or like, how's it gonna work? Well, um, all right. You know what? For the for the sake of the idea, what is what is something that crossed your mind that you thought would be a good one to do? Um, I've got one on Netflix that I haven't watched. I've seen it before quite a few times. I mentioned it the other week. Uh, Bloodsport. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, I've got Karate Kid. Like, I've actually got that, so that would be easy to do for me, but... Um, oh, yeah, and the three ninjas I know we brought up already. And I know that was a good idea, too. I don't know. See, I kind of want to do one other one, though, before we do something heavy like that. We'll leave what, about, what about the Ninja Turtles, the new one? You know, you uh, never watched the new one. Yeah, yeah but that's not. No. It's pretty bad. Stop it. No. no he's oh, yeah. Now. Like, no, yeah. Don't. That's too, like, cinematic. And that's cinematic too far the movie. other direction of what we're talking about. No, that's like Matrix. Criticize. Yeah. That would be a different. Art. That would be a different. That would be a different show. That wouldn't so fit I, into I what thought, we're um, doing here. I think it's number three. I searched for the others, but they didn't come up. But on my Netflix, they've got, I think it's number three for the three ninjas. And I don't yeah. think I've seen that, but obviously we need to decide if we do them, are we going to just do it like with this one where we don't go to the first movie first, if it's like a franchise of them? Yeah, because, well, the way that I'm figuring it is this, dude. I mean, we could probably, it depends on the movie. It depends on the movie because like Three Ninjas is another one where I don't think you necessarily have to watch all three films to know what's going on. We're yeah. both kind of familiar with it. We can jump in at any point, but I would have to brush up and figure out which movie is about what part of the story 
and do that. But also at the same time, bro, I know I mentioned Kill Bill a bunch of times already. I've seen it like a hundred times, bro. But I mean, I have it on fucking DVD. I'm sure we can find it on Netflix or something. I'm going to have a look. When I, when we finish this, I'll go and have a look and, and message you to let you know if it's on there. But I'd imagine it would be on Netflix, even the UK one. Right? Like, we got to figure out, dude. Also, yeah. With those, can't you just burn them? Because they were... Uh, they were yeah, uh, and burn them and send them through the mail? Like, no, no, no. Burn it and then send it through an uh, email thing. I don't know. You mean the file? It's like how Doug used to get it when he would uh, watch a, a movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about, like a screener. Yeah. I could probably make those. Or you share. It. But I don't have a I don't have a CD drive in here. That's getting too complicated. I have a CD drive. That's getting too complicated. Let, let me ask you something quick. So you asked yeah. me a minute ago what if I had anything in mind. So. Yeah. You've said Kill Bill. Is there anything else? Like, because what I was going to say as well, I've got a friend that sometimes can get me downloads for things that I can't find links for. But right. obviously, with that, I you got to give him a list of shit. Yeah. But he'll do it. It's just sometimes it doesn't get done straight away. So, right, right, right. I could definitely probably get some of it. It's just working it around if we're going to film on a certain time. Right. Like, I need to plan it a bit more because obviously I've got to wait for him to send me and all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, we got, well, this is the great thing about this, right? I think we should, we'll definitely have to talk about this in greater detail just to figure out what the fuck do we want to do? We got the basic idea for the show down. It seems like the live, live is not a bad move it's actually less complicated than facebook when it wants to fucking work well do you know what's messed up with it i mean it's cut out a few times tonight but yeah when we tried to do it the other week we weren't having it when we were trying to watch the film and do it do you know what i mean like yeah i just... guess it's like using too much or it knows i maybe there's an algorithm where it can sense that because dude i all the clips that i take out of a shit I don't use I don't use visual clips, but like if you I have Netflix on this computer. If I open Netflix and I'll open my OBS oh. automatically without touching a single setting, Netflix automatically comes up green in my <laughs> OBS. So the picture is distorted. So it's like electronically fucking encrypted already to not be able to, it's wild, bro. I don't understand how they do it, but it's fucking, it's crazy. Fuck. But yeah, we got the basic idea of this down, which I think you is know good. what I wanted to do just to, uh, to, while it's in my head, I searched rumble in the Bronx on Netflix. Cause I remember watching that when I was little, Right, and I loved it, and we met, we talked about it a little bit the other week. Um, yeah, it's not on Netflix, but that is definitely one I could probably get from my mate. It's just I'll have to get it from him, and then I'll let you. You know, know what, dude? That one, it. that one will be. Yeah, you know what, bro? I think I'm about to make an executive decision right now, dude. <laughs> I like. I it. I think honestly, we get this one, and however long it takes to get it, it'll be worth it, bro. Because this is. This is a fucking, ooh, just look, I'll <laughs> screen share, see if I could do this, because, I mean, come on, man. Look at this. Stop it. 
You're not ready. Just look at that. Does it, as soon as you see it, you want to watch it. Ninety five. And the fact that you know that he does all them stunts himself makes it even better. Yeah, and I mean, this is I can't think of a better place to start. Honestly, this is a franchise classic as far as the culture is concerned, and it would be good to see. You know what? It came out in nineteen ninety five. Does it hold up to 2020? I remember this to be a great movie, but we'll see. I'm sure the movies will. Does the rest of it? Well, this is what I was going to say. I can guarantee you the moves will for most of these films we do, but it's going to be the dialogue and the the dubbing. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I'm trying to figure out what do I search to see where can I fucking watch this? So I've just messaged my mate just now, but obviously I'm going to have to uh, keep on his case for him to send me it. But hopefully within the next few days I'll have it. So, But I'll let you know when, when he uh, sends it and, that, and I've watched it. All right, cool. Yeah, because you know what, dude? That would be, that would be a great one. And it's a mix. I'm pretty, if I remember correctly, it's a mix between English dub and subtitles. But then again, yeah. so is The Godfather. So honestly, I can't even talk shit because if you've watched God, have you watched Godfather too? I love it. I love all of them. Bro, I just went back last year and watched Godfather 2 and I didn't remember that half of that movie was in fucking subtitles when De Niro was playing Vito as, as a, I, I, a kid. I completely forgot until you just said that and, and I've seen them a few times. So that shows how good the films are. Yeah, like it's you. It's worth it to sit through them sometimes, but you, I think you just have to be mentally prepared that that's where you're going. If the story is good enough, you will. I'll go with you, but you have to make me want to go. Um, but I think this is a good thing as well. We can we might actually start helping people like in their own personal lives because a lot of people are just brainwashed into getting easy access to things and not having to do work. And it sounds. It, I mean, it shouldn't really be work, but the fact that we're like, oh, subtitles. But even we, yeah, do, do you know what I mean? But if we can get yeah. more people to do that, that's that's beneficial because that's like online reading. Do you know what I mean? That's they might not be reading a book, but they're reading a book online in 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 a sort of way with a film when there's subtitles. Yeah, because you they know have what? to read it, but they also have to concentrate on the scenes. But the subtitles tells the scenes as well, so they got to do both at the same time. It is good to, especially for us, especially for me, having the disorders that I do have, it's important for me to always try to keep my brain active, keep well, everything you're, you're, moving. You're, your brain's a muscle, right? So yeah. it's, a, it's a workout for your brain. So I think it's a good thing. Like if we could, like, even me and you watch more subtitled things, even with things that we wouldn't even do a show about, but just in terms of checking out foreign films just for chilling out and that like it's it's a workout for your brain so i think uh hold on hold on hold on i think we're all right so i was just saying that 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 benefits everyone if they because we're in a state of people being lazy and stuff and and we're both guilty of it as well yeah and like when there's subtitles, it, it's a workout for your brain. But do you know what I mean? That we're probably missing out on tons of films 
that because they're subtitles, we don't give it a chance. Like that series you was on about, it could be one of the best series ever. But because you're put off by the subtitles, you might not check it out. But then you might be missing out on something that you you could absolutely love. And you know what, dude? There's there's something. But since we're talking about this, I might as well bring this up. But I had to give I had to give a shout out to my fucking cousin Jen, man. I mean, I'm not. I'm sure she doesn't watch this. I would kind of hope not. But I I remember if I could divert real quick, because this is gonna go along the lines of what we're talking about. But uh, about a couple of Christmases ago. I overheard her talking about teaching in school, uh, teaching middle school kids, elementary school kids in, you know, fucking beat up neighborhoods and shit. And it's fucked up that, of course, some people in my family, and I mean, I'm telling you this because it's a fact, not because I'm proud of it or because I'm trying to cancel somebody, but I'm making an overall larger point, which I would like you to pay more attention to if you don't mind. (laughs) <laughs> which is that, you know, she's talking about helping these kids out to try to reach them and teach them to learn, take time with them where a lot of people wouldn't because of where they're from and what they're exposed to, right? And one of the jerk-offs in my family is like, well, you know, doesn't matter, all the blacks, blah, 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 whatever. You know, the stereotypical, I have some money in the bank, not even rich white woman bullshit to say, right? Like, fuck you. But my point is, I heard her say that. And uh, my cousin got back at her a little bit and basically was like, dude, I'm helping people. I don't care what you think. My work is important and what I do matters. So I remembered that she was doing that. And I hit her up and I actually asked her if she knew anybody that was able to get their hands on anything that would be able to assist somebody with reading comprehension and shit, especially for people who have dyslexia, because that is a big fucking deal. As I'm sure every single person that watches this stream, I'm confident you know somebody that has it. You probably don't know that they have it because they don't tell you. But, I mean, it's fairly common. But anyway, getting back into the original subject we were talking about, because this is where these two things are going to connect. I got recommended a bunch of apps and different programs and Audible and shit like that where books on tapes, all this subtitles and all this shit. I think this is good to go back in like it's not it's not too late to fucking try to figure shit out bro this is i think this this could be the start what i'm getting at is is a long-winded way of saying that we i could use this even personally as yeah. a way to start doing shit that you know I think we all should be doing. as well goes very under the radar and uh, this is why people don't even try sometimes because they believe that age or whatever they're going through like that's it for the rest of their life and it doesn't have to be so i think i just wanted to say that um like it's like you said a minute ago it's, it's not too late like you tell yourself it's too late but there's always time like i actually want to i'm gonna pull up her messages because i want to share this information with 
anybody who might be interested if you came if you met if you came to the stream and you made it this far congratulations not that we're going anywhere right this second but here's your prize for making it an hour and 40 minutes into a fucking live stream and or video whenever you do watch this but check this out she sent me a message today and she said also found out that for dyslexia the best font to use is Lex and Dexa is what it looks like. I'm going to copy it and I'm going to paste it into the chat so you can see this. Now, I'm going off of what she says. I'm not a school teacher. I'm not telling you that doing this is going to fix your fucking problems, but if you try to do it, maybe it helps. Maybe it doesn't. If it doesn't, oh, well, try a different thing, right? I'm just trying to help you here. But apparently, this is a Google font. So if you're typing anything or you can change the font, you should use this one. Also, they say that the hardest font to read is black letters on a white background. Did you know that? I did not know that. And I think, like, this might be going into the conspiracy side of things, but just quickly. If you yeah, think about, yeah. think online and even books. Uh-huh. Everything that, is in black and white. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. Crazy. If there's a system. To <laughs> yeah. Them, I don't care. You call me a tinfoil hat, whatever. No, but you're right. You're right, though, dude. I mean, if, is it? That I would be. I just learned that, you saying that. But immediately, my head's like, well, the majority. Yeah. Connecting the dots. Hundred percent, bro. Do you know how sick that would be if that if they took it down to that level? The genius that that is on an surprise scientist me. level. Surprise me at all. Fuck, dude. But she said they say the hardest font to read is black letters on a white background. So make sure that the background color is not white. Something pastel that would help. Maybe a different color. Don't do anything dark like blue or purple. So going forward, and I'm passing this information to you as well, B, if you want to use it, I will adjust my activity accordingly. And if I'm using text in my video editing or description of my video, I'm going to try to change it. And I will try to accommodate uh, this setting for the people out there that may benefit from doing it from me doing it maybe hopefully using it yourself will see benefit. you've taught me something tonight like do you know what i mean like this might help yeah you. you've also taught like that that whole black and white thing in the format like i didn't know that so and i've not got dyslexia but like that's fire to just do you know what i mean we've come on do this and you've taught me something without even meaning to yeah Hold on. Um, just going back to the movie quick, I was just thinking because the you remember them that podcast I showed you to do like the horror reviews. Yeah. Um, at the end of them, they basically give like a rating out of ten or five or whatever. So mm-hmm. I was just thinking, did you want to do that for these? We don't have to. I'm just. Thinking. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. Wait. Give me this real quick. Hold on. I want to show you this because she brought this in before, but. Uh, we will get into the rating system, but I wanted to show you this. Check that out, dude. 
What do you think about that? Yeah, that's sick. Do you know what? That, that's like, um, like in the, don't take this the wrong way. This is a compliment. But like when I saw that, that's like a horror film. You know, when you go in the, um, all the, like a house of mirrors. Fun like, house mirrors. Yeah. Like that's what, it, that's what I thought of when I saw it. Exactly. Bro, dude. What? Shit, no, that looks good. It looks good. I was, I know we're talking about rating system, but I wanted to show you this. Get a fucking plug in because I'm greedy. Uh, the fucking ghetto. Oh, by the way, you don't have to go into it live on here if you don't want to. You can do it privately, but just wanted yeah. to know if you've um, had any people contact you for the, the merch and that yet. No. This is a draft t-shirt. It's still being worked on, but so you can see... That's the, yeah. Here, I'll hold that down. There you go. That's on there, dude. You can fucking wash it, dry it. It's not finished yet, but it's being worked on. So, uh, here. Where, with these, is there like... Where, this where, one, I'm fucking this up. I messed this one up. You can see, I'm trying to learn. Bro, I'm, I know... Hold on, go ahead. Ask your question first. Before... I was just going to say, when, when she draws them, is there like, do they have messages behind them or is it just like in terms of just she gets an image in her head, she draws it? Because sometimes well, like you you're, you can you do it, but there's like a like symbolizing something cool. This one, that was a bipolar moment. That's all that okay. was. She was having a bad day, dude. I contributed to yes. that for sure. And this is what, this is... Where that came from. This drawing. See, that is my favorite out of the lot because of the detail in it. Like, that looks like a like something you'd see on like a graffiti wall, which is just it's sick. 100%. Like, but I like on, on, on that picture there, like, I like the different, and I'm no expert at all, but I like the different, like, shade and, like, the, the, the black lines and that. Like, it, it just makes it stand out without yeah. color into it. He said this is his favorite one out of everything because of the details and the black lines and the shading and all that shit. Like, Dude, that's, that's the best I one. Know. I was so fucking bipolared out. I fucking outlined it in uh, the stuff that you put on a washboard. Uh, yeah, whatever, but it... Still, that dude. As soon as soon as she drew that, as while she was in the process of drawing the head in the middle, that was the first piece of it. As soon as I saw that was done, I was like, "Yo, that needs to go on a fucking shirt." Bro, you look like um some weird <laughs> alien with that them them blinds on your face. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm all fucked up in here, man. This is no good. You look like something out of like Total Recall or something. <laughs> Bro, this is why people are like, dude, why are you always squinting? And this is why I look like I'm stoned all the time because I was sitting in front of two big ass windows, but I like the natural light. So um, let's get into this ratings quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ratings. How do you wanna do you wanna use the object? Hold on. Do you um, want to use an object or no? Like, what do you... How do you... All right, so we got, like, thumbs up or down, or do you want to go into a general numbers rating? I was going to say numbers, but you can do it the other way. Okay, no, it's fine. I'm cool with whatever. So we could go through numbers. So wait, what was your idea with the rating system? Because you brought it up, so Just let me hear like, what you 
pretty simple, like 10 being the best. Um, I'd say, like do five average because it's like half of it. Um, so yeah, like 10 is like just flawless basically. Mm. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know how you'd like give titles to each number, but yeah, like five would be average. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. In order for in order for a movie to get under five, yeah, you fucked up. Now, what is an example of an under five movie? Well, the rating system can work in several different ways because we can have different ratings for different sections of the movie. Being, what was the story? how you rate the story in the movie overall, right? Like how you felt the message was conveyed, the martial arts. Was it cheesy? Did it look official? Shit like that. So we can literally break down the movie sectionally to give it a fair and honest review instead of the way that a lot of people are reviewing things now, which is, you know, oh, this is great or this sucks. And I know we also have both at times and continue to at least for myself, occasionally put reaction videos out, which are not run-of-the-mill reaction videos. I actually like to get it. I'm into like, where, where, where's the trash bin at? I, this one's getting trashed. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, dude, we're, we're doing something that is different from what is yeah, out there. We're reinventing the wheel. I did a reaction to XSX Temptation, and... Mm. Uh, and all the ones I've done have been, I've passed them, but this one, I had to trash it and I felt weird about it because obviously- Because he passed, it. right? And but- I, I don't want to be horrible, but at the same time in my head, I was about to be like, nah, I've got to pass it. But in my head, I'm like, nah, because that's not being authentic. Like my slogan of my channel as well, it's going against it. So I was Not like, only that, not only that, bro, but imagine if he was alive. Would you say to yourself, I feel bad for this dude, so let me give him a pass? He would never. That would be the biggest disrespectful thing you could do to that man is pretend to like some shit he did when you don't like it. I personally believe, having not known him, not listened to except one verse that you showed me out of his music, I think just generally as an artist that he would respect the fact that you would have the balls in today's day and age to say you honestly don't like it versus pretending that you do but go ahead. And, and the thing with that is as well like that was more the production quality of it like it, i felt like the instruments and that was just overpowering what he was saying so it wasn't even a case of like i thought his lyrics were shit it was just the fact i couldn't hear it enough it wasn't clear enough for me to be like is it is it because i think if i'd have heard it more like the lyrics i wouldn't have trashed it but it was just a case of how the the one that I reacted to, there might be various different versions of it, but the one somebody brought up, somebody brought up today, and I don't know, I think it was actually Jim Norton or might have been Troy Kwan said uh, on their show I was listening to, one of them said that the difference between today's rap music and older music from even earlier in the two thousands is that now. Artists are not making music for lyrical content, but rather, even when they're putting lyrics on the song, that the beats are overpowering them on purpose. It's almost like they just want the vocals to be there because that's what they're... It's almost like rap fans today 
want to just listen to the beats, but they don't have the balls to admit that they don't want the words. So yeah. they just listen to somebody go, instead of just going, can you just give me a CD of beats? I know I'm not Dre. I don't want to write. I just want to listen to good production. Why can't just, we have that? I do that, and I don't listen to mumble rap. Yeah. Chill the cow it. on YouTube. Lo-fi music is just beats all day, dude. There's no vocals. It's just relaxed music that when I want to... When I need to get to a place of Zen in life, I will put that channel on and I will get myself in the headspace of just trying to relax. It's my meditation. They're not wrong. Say, this is another form of meditating, isn't it? Like it's, Yeah. Um well, I say this last thing on this, then we have got to get to the ratings because we keep skipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um just with the XXX, like because I, I noticed on the ones I've reacted to so far, they're mm-hmm. really short songs. I think the yeah. longest one's been like three minutes, and someone was like, he did it on purpose to leave people wanting more. And I thought, how deep is that? Because now, unless there's a load of back catalogue that's got to be released yet, like you'll never hear the end. It's, it's yeah. crazy when you really think about it because he he done it that way on purpose, and now not knowing what was going, maybe he did know what was going to happen, but like it's just crazy thinking that he. He, he tried to market himself that way. And now if there's not a load of stuff that's that's going to be released, like his fans are just forever going to be wondering. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's Bro, it, it shows you, it shows you that artists like Tupac Shakur made a difference in the culture because if a kid that young can do something similar, maybe could it be that he was inspired by it? Maybe he thought it was a good idea, but who knows where he would have took that idea. But I think that's so fucking awesome to know that a kid that young would, would take, you know, similar concepts and still use them to know that that, that art of that music is not dead, which is why I'm, I know I'm not a rapper and I'm, my production is not anywhere near, like official, but that's why I mix things the way that I do. What we came into the channel with today, like that's old school to me. But I know that it seems like it's not. You hopefully you get what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah, dude. I just it sucks that that kid passed away. And I don't I'm, know if you've ever seen any of it, but he's got like clips. I seen that clips. one video that you told me about where he's in a cipher. And look, I don't know him. I don't even want to listen to his music. I'll be honest with you. I have no interest at all whatsoever. It's not because I think he's a bad person. I'm old. I'm particular. I know what I like. And that kid does not strike me as somebody that I would enjoy. However, I said the same thing about Nipsey Hussle. I heard some of his shit that I hated. I heard other shit that sounded completely different that I fucking loved. And I went, man, I felt this way about Chris Cornell when I found Soundgarden. I feel mm-hmm. bad that I'm finding this music now after they're already gone. So who knows? Maybe XXX is somebody I could enjoy. But either way, the one video that you told me about where he's in the cypher with four other dudes, this kid gave me the chills, bro. For people that have never seen this video, I don't know what the song is called. I don't care what it's called. And fuck the other three jerk-offs that were in this video. Matter of fact, no, salute them. 
because it made X's fucking verse that much more powerful when that kid got down on his fucking knee and just sped, spit some shit that was so cold and fluent. It was like ice, bro. It was like ice water coming out of this kid's mouth, bro. The way that it just hit when everybody else was going over to beat the entire time and he just spit a verse about creation shit, devils and angels or whatever he was on. A lot of people as well said that, I mean, I don't know if it was the case or not, but a lot of people say that that was what got him killed. Do you know what I mean? Like, they reckon it was an inside job and all that. Like, I'm not saying it was or it wasn't, but a lot of people say that that particular verse that he did, because of the platform and that, that it was it was like um, on an award show or something as well. Like, Oh, so that was directed towards somebody. I think, you know, like they do like the BET Awards, the ciphers and that. I think it was one of them. Yeah. So, like, it was worldwide when it was, like, premiered and all that. So, mm. I think he purposely did it to, like, try and, like, talk to people and, and give a message. And I think a lot of people don't want to hear that, like, the powers and that. So, I think it would make sense. I'm not saying that's, what, that's why he died, but a lot of people think that's why he did because of that particular, what he did in that. Um but yeah, outside of the music, like he's got a lot of interviews and stuff out there that I watched and stuff that I try and do. And it inspires me. And he was about seven years younger than me or something. So mm. I just think it's a, it's a big loss, man. Like he was never someone that I listened to when he was alive. Um, and afterwards I checked him out and I was like, you said a minute ago, I was like, damn, like I felt guilty that I never even give him a chance because now he's gone. And I'm like, just outside of the music. He's done some very motivational and inspiring stuff that I've watched of him in like interviews and that that he didn't have to do at the platform he's on because all the other artists around him they don't do it. They the don't take the time anymore. Older than him, probably the ones in the cipher. Most of them are probably older than him, and like you said, they're not saying nothing. Bro, I love it when somebody goes back and picks up an old formula that everybody else has dropped out when they're authentic enough to be able to use it like that, when they can go back to the old school formula and it's not hacky because they're redoing it in an original way. I fucking love that, bro. That is my favorite. I've only been alive for 36 years, but if I never see anything else, I think the modern day miracle is watching somebody take the arguable, you know, quote unquote, successful formula and taking and mold it into their own way that, that exposes their project. It's just, it's beautiful to watch somebody create when it's done right. And what I mean by that is when an artist like that comes through, even if you don't like their music, you have to appreciate what it looks like when there's no real A&Rs that have their hands on everything, when the record label is not telling you what the video is going to look like, when you get a glimpse of what that artist actually wants you to see. That yeah. is something to see, man. And it's not, it's not valued enough in today's society anymore which I think is part of the grassroots to what this fucking show is. Because of that, we want to take a moment and appreciate these things that people don't... Bro, I'm... You know what you should... 
if, all right, I know we will get into the rating system. I just want to quickly mention the fact that on Instagram yesterday, I saw that Benny Paz shared a post. He's a great follow, by the way, on Instagram. I think it's at Pazzy. I'm not 100% sure, but he put up a post yesterday of Raekwon's only built for Cuban links, right? And uh, he said 25 years ago today, this album came out. I had never listened to it before. I just discovered a project called Woo Block with Ghostface Killer and Sheik Luch from D Block. It is a fucking fantastic album. But I said in his comments, like, I never... I know Wu-Tang. I know who they are. I know what they're about. I just... And I think the power just went out for a moment and jumped back in. So, matter of fact, I'll cut this short just by saying I went back and revisited uh, this album and I had no idea how positive a lot of this was, dude. I've never... Because I commented that I didn't have the time to listen to this back then, right? Like, I wasn't mentally prepared for it like I am now. And Paz actually wrote back, like, this this album is a mind eraser. <laughs> and it truly is, because I, for the first time ever, I'm hearing people talk about, like, I'm getting out of this drug dealing shit and I'm better in my life, son. You know what I mean? Like, we're... We're going to do this. Like, I've never heard that on a record, especially not being talked like that in 94 outside of, you know, certain pop records or whatever. But, I mean, that's a whole different, I guess, subject to, for another day. But I think you would really enjoy that album. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely, um, I'll, I'll get at you about that. Or if you want to send it, I'll definitely, uh, yeah. I might even sure. react to it instead of, like, I don't know, I might listen to a few and then maybe react to a few. I don't know. I might just react to some of them straight away. But if you do if you do decide to do that, I would go with the Wu Block album first, only because only built for Cuban Links is an album you're gonna wanna sit and listen to. Treat the Cuban Links album like a movie. Mm. Because that's the way it's laid out. Like it's rhymes and shit, but there's interludes in between where they're talking into the microphone they're talking to you and to each other i watched um a documentary the other week of wu-tang on i think it was just on um sky on one of the channels like i think it was about four episodes where it was it was so cool to watch because it goes through like the whole history and like the members and it was just really cool to watch i I like documentaries anyway but the fact it was like hip-hop and they're like such a like they were actually literally one of the pillars of hip-hop in it so it was really cool to to watch that and, and learn stuff that I didn't necessarily know about them as well. Because also, as well with that, you've got to think, <laughs> they they based a lot of their stuff off of martial arts. Yeah, I mean, majority of, arguably, if not factually, they are the, the first ones to mix hip-hop and martial arts. Yeah, I mean, even some of their shows, like, like the stage design and all that would be like swords and that. Do you know what I mean? I think they were very different with it, but like it would always, you'd always see that like running through. So how, however long they've been together, like you'd always see the martial arts stuff always there. Like it wasn't just there for a bit. Like, so Bro, like, think it about shows the authenticity of it. 
Yeah, like, dude, Wu-Tang has been around my entire life. I'm 36 years old. I, I'm pretty sure Wu-Tang was around... I mean, I know they weren't probably mainstream until maybe the mid-90s. But even think about that. That's almost my entire life for relevancy of a hip-hop group. That's insane. They are living legends, bro. For years, people are going to... For hundreds of years, people are going to know who Wu-Tang is because of martial arts movies. Kids that are growing up in Asia, China... Finland, Ireland, you know, all over the world. There's Funny. a small bridge. Um, I was just gonna say, let's let's do this rating quick, and then I gotta tell you something about Method Man. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 go ahead. All right, go ahead. But, um, how are we gonna do? I think for this ratings, like I think maybe going forward, it'd be good to break it down even more and, and go. We could rate different things, like like you said about like the storyline and. Um, casting and things like that, but I think for the first one, should we just give like a general rating or? Yeah, for sure. I I like that. Um, I'm into that. So I'm quite picky in it. Like you have to like completely amaze me for it to be a ten. Like I don't just easily give like tens. Mm. Um, and we got also as well because some people are really picky about this, and I don't know why, but some people are religious about just doing whole numbers they won't do like a half so some people do seven and a half but then people are like no you gotta give a seven or an eight. Oh right 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 i got it yeah so what what are we doing are we are we allowing halves or are we going just whole numbers i mean but dude I... i'm not like i'm not that fussed i'm just saying because some people get proper like offended by it and stuff so i just kind of feel like i mean dude halves to me leave room for mediocrity right i feel like our opinions are strong enough to be like bro if you're getting a fucking four you need to go and reevaluate your movie and get your life together or we're giving you a 10 it's because you executed everything down the line i mean maybe we can make exceptions if we go you know i would have made this this movie was bad, but it could have been maybe a five if, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll figure it out as we go. I'm not married to either one, though, so I don't care. Uh, cool. So do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I mean, honestly. Okay, so if the rating system is one to ten. If yeah. I I'll, I will rate this movie. Here's why I give it here's why I give it a 10 because even if you if you did like six different scales and you can add up to 10 however you want to do it look action this was a martial arts film from the cover to the play button to the stop button they said this movie will give you action this movie will give you a story is the second installment in a trilogy. Now, part of the rating, if we were to have done this properly, would have been, does this movie hold up as a saga or is it only solo films like how The Godfather 3 doesn't exist in my universe? I don't care what anybody says, but since we watched it all by itself, 
this movie, I feel like, gave me everything it promised it was going to give me. I had a story I followed along the entire time. While it was not dubbed in English, being the ignorant American that I am, I was still interested enough to watch the film and stay informed with subtitles throughout it enough that I enjoyed it to even rewind and rewatch certain parts over again just to see what the dialogue was. That was something I should have brought up earlier. I'm not sure if you did that at all, where if you would watch a scene, see the action and go, wait, hold on. That was good. I want to rewind it to see what the exchange was that led to that. I did it I was once. doing a lot of that shit. Yeah, I think I did it once, but... Because um, <laughs> <laughs> they start. I think it was near the end when the, the king mate says um, about torturing him and that, because... That I just saw, sort of saw them like pick him up and out. I thought, whoa, what's going on? So I, like, I missed what he said straight away. So I had to go back. But I think I only did it the one time. So I mean, since we're going down, here's how I'm gonna do it. Overall rating, one to five, one or one to ten. One being the worst thing I've ever seen. Ten being the matter of fact, I won't even make it to ten. I think it would be unfair to judge a one runoff movie on a scale of 1 to 10. I will give it, as somebody that doesn't know martial arts really, as somebody who has a minor background, I would say I have a minor degree in kung fu, martial arts movies, whatever, but I give it a 5 all around. I think it's a... I would recommend this film. That is my rating. I enjoyed this film that I would recommend it to people who I know do not watch subtitle films. So and I would, overall rating five, yeah? Yeah, because only because the only reason why I don't push it to 10 is because 10 would be like a, a rumble in the Bronx caliber movie. Or in my let, let, me ask, let me ask you, what's, what's, uh, what would you have to give like, what would you need from it to, say, give it, like, a seven? If the movie, if all three movies blend together well, and they're all action-packed, no, yeah, story-driven... scrap that, because we haven't seen them. Do you know what I mean? I think, if we because we've done this as, like, just, we haven't seen the others, I think you just need to rate it on... Like, what we could do as well is, if we eventually watch the others, come back and do, like, that's true too a because franchise yeah, version. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I like that because part of the reason why I wouldn't give it really the only reason why I wouldn't give it a 10 is because I don't know how it holds up with the other two films. Okay. But if I'm doing it by itself, overall, I would give it a 10, honestly. Five because of I would recommend it. You know, I would, to people that don't watch subtitles, the fact that I know somebody that has dyslexia that doesn't read well, that watched this movie on several occasions. That tells you all you need to know right there. However, the acting is also, the acting is also there. The emotion is there that you don't need to read the subtitles for the hundredth time that I'm mentioning it, but it's true. 
Um, every emotion. I'm just going to go to the toilet quick, but carry on. I'll be back in a sec. Yeah. The, the overall emotion. So, like, if we break it down into categories, I'm making the rating more complicated than it is. Standing alone by itself, I would say that uh, the movie is a 10, dude. Without getting complicated. And BC's still here. I'm just switching the screen. Just so... You know, you don't have to stare at the ceiling. But without making it complicated, I know we said we were going to break it down into sections, right? So action is great. The emotion is there. It's a roller coaster from start to finish. You're invested in the characters. I didn't feel like, again, I know I missed out on the first movie, so I can't say oh, but there were details that were missing. I think as a standalone film, it did its job. It's what the James Bond movies do. Because I've seen Casino Royale. I watched uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, I think it's called, whatever it is. I don't know. But those movies, I know, don't have to be connected either. If you take this movie and put it in that context, if the same rules apply, I am for it. So, I like it. Overall, I'm kind of surprised. I didn't think I was going to be into it. I thought because there was subtitles, no reason for me to watch it. But I was wrong. So, I'm going to step out for a moment as well to go get a drink. So, you are going to have to just hold on for a second. Well, I'm Alright, well, I'm not going to take it all on you, anyway. But yeah, to recap quickly, right, well, hold on, let me, re there we go, reintroducing you. I mean, overall, I give it, standing alone, moving, a 10 because of the action, the emotion, up and down, the entire time, the character building, the ending, the fact that they had the balls to end it the way that they did. I mean, I don't know if every movie is on the same... As somebody who's peeking into the culture, I give this thing a fucking 10, dude. Without making it complicated, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to give it an 8. Um, but like I said, that's not to shit on the film. I'm Like I said a minute ago, I'm very picky. Like... For, for it to be a 10, like, it just have to be flawless to me. Like, and I think I'd give it a 9 at least if it went more into about what his dad did. Do you know what I mean? For, right. Well, that's, what, that's the problem, though, is we don't know if they covered that in the first movie or the third movie. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, like yeah. maybe that's, that's because it, it, that's what the first one was about. But as a standalone... Like it, to get to push it to at least a nine for me, I, I'd like to even if they re you know with some films they do like like a sort of previously but they don't put the previously on their screen right like, right 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 like they do <laughs> with the shows yeah yeah like if they'd have like put the ending of the first one in for the sort of intro of the second sort of thing 
maybe that would have pushed it to a nine for me because you get a little bit more of the story. Um, and you know what? I got an idea too. While we're here, uh, I think we could combine our rating together and get a solid number of what the overall rating would be as a show. So we could have my rating, your rating, and the combined rating all together. You see what I mean? Or no? Not really. (laughs) Okay, so say, like, we watch a movie, I give it a fucking, I give it a five, Yeah. and you give it a ten. Overall, maybe the channel, the rating would be a seven then. Okay. Combined together, you know what I mean. So that's yeah. the general, the general consensus of it. But go ahead. So yeah, like I think for at least a nine, I'd like to have known a bit more covering what, like his dad. Um, I think also maybe what would have pushed it to a ten. Now it seems a bit contra, contra. What's the word? Contradictory. That's the one. Um, because of what we said about it earlier, but. The subtitles, <laughs> like, yeah. like, just because I think out of habits and what we're used to, um, I think if they had the dad thing in there and it was no subtitles, I think that probably would have pushed it maybe to a 10. Maybe not because, like I said, I'm very picky and fussy, but I think the, just the, the dad thing alone would have pushed it to a nine for me. But I think overall, like considering we haven't seen the other films, I think it's a good first impression, like, at the very least. Um, Matter of fact, I think that should be... I think that should be the rating for this film, is this is a good... This is the starting point. I would rubber stamp this film as a starting point. Yeah. Because it's Uh, not over the top. You don't have to be super into the culture to know what's going on. At the same time, you can... I imagine you can be experienced and still enjoy watching this film. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't don't really have anything else to say in terms of the rating, really. I was just going to say, like, I really did like some of the casting they did on it, like I said earlier, especially with the the leader of the slaves. I thought he was perfect. Um, And I did like the twist at the end, even though I kind of predicted it. Um... I thought that that added to, like, just the, like, just the sort of helplessness and that of the film. But then it takes a twist again because he lets him kill him. So it's kind of a bit of a roller coaster, isn't it? I think it was good. Um, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but I'm going to give it an 8 anyway. All right. So, you know, I mean, I think that's fair. I think that would probably bring the overall rating probably to, to be fair. If we combined it together, I think we would give this movie on a scale of one to ten. I think we would give it a seven. Combined yeah. overall rating because of the fact that it was entirely done in subtitles, right? There was the action was well done, casting was well done. There was a little bit of things that were really gross that kind of do drop it for me. The chewing tobacco, I'm. Um, Personally, not a fan. I know some people that like westerns don't mind shit like that. I can't stand it. But I understand 
that was a personal choice because that is commonplace. Yeah, I was gonna say you gotta like understand as well, like even if you don't you like it like personally, some of it's like cultural and that in it, so Right, like that's how yeah, you know, because anybody can look at uh any any baseball game played in America at any point, people are eating hot dogs. It's the yeah. same it's a cultural preference. So I understand. So I give it a pass, but outside of that, I really do I like movies that have balls that are not afraid to take it there. Like in Halloween, spoiler alert, Rob Zombie's Halloween film, when Michael Myers goes and kills the child in the car, the fact that I knew in my gut that's what he was going to do, and I said, there's no way they have the balls to do this, and then he fucking goes and does it, I was like, now I'm in. Now I'm in. You can take me where you want to go because now this is a legit killer movie to me because this, he just did some actual killer shit. No conscience whatsoever. Wiped out. We're letting you know that anything is on the fucking table. I, I like movies that have the balls to take you where you need to go, kicking and screaming, and they will do it. So I got to give credit to that. Appreciate the recommendation from Demos so that everybody can be aware if you would like to possibly suggest a film in the future that you might like us to cover. You can leave it in the comments section. You can tweet me at laughing birds on Twitter. Hence the StreamYard name here, or you can find me at laughing birds pod on Instagram where the artwork is where merch is available via cash app paypal deposit required but you can get all the information you need if you contact me directly giving myself a small plug there but honestly if you do want to give us a suggestion you can do that you can leave it in the youtube comments and we'll figure out how are we going to do this if there's a platform that you think is worth us both trying to check out because we're from one of us is from England the other one from New Jersey we're still getting a grip on this shit right so um just to go in quickly uh we was on about Wu-Tang earlier yeah um, yeah I watched a battle rap event the other night which was live and uh they have judges for it so they have like live judge uh to give the decision of who won and mm-hmm. Method Man was actually picked as one of the judges for it. So he's been kind of supporting the, the battle rap in it at the moment quite a bit. So I just thought I'd tell you that because we were talking about Wu-Tang. And I thought that that was quite cool. That he's oh, like, where? This is on YouTube? Um, it's on uh, a, an app at the moment. Um, they're doing free battles on there called Caffeine. Mm. It's, it's, I've been really impressed with it because I've watched like bootleg live events of battle raps before. And the connection in that is terrible. And, and this is actually them. good? And and these ones, I think it cut off once for me, um, but it's been a lot better than the ones I used to watch. And they're actually free on this app at the moment. So, so now this is like don't flop and a hat and all that shit. Yeah, but obviously it's American. Like don't flop. Like I should be backing them up because they're UK. But I don't think we even come close to the to you guys over there with what you do, especially URL. Mm. Um, there's just levels. But I think I just wanted to tell you about Method Man because he's been like on certain podcasts of battle rap podcasts and like and i just think especially at the level of fame and 
and what he's done in his career. Like he doesn't have to do that, and I think he's supporting it a lot. So I thought that that was cool to see. Um, and I saw something on my Facebook in one of the battle rap groups that popped up, and I thought I've got to ask you because you're probably a fan of all of them. Red Man, Method Man versus Jadakiss, Styles P, three rounds battle rap. Who you got? What is that a that's a mock thing, right? Well, it's just like a they're like putting it out there. If if this could happen, three rounds. I don't, they don't say how long the rounds have got to be, but Method Man, Red Man ah. versus Jadakiss and Styles P. It just ah. let, it come off a minute ago, and I thought, especially because you kind of I knew about Jadakiss. I've heard of all of them, but I only recently started reacting to like the locks, as you know, and you put me onto them. I mean, yeah. I've heard of them. But I've still got to go down that rabbit hole with their music. But I already like them, and I already. Oh, I'm like excited! Them. I'm excited for you, dude. Stuff. There's so much. There's so much good shit in there. There's a whole world that you're gonna discover that. <laughs> oh, bro, it, they, these fucking kids couldn't hold a candle. They couldn't hold a candle. Believe me, it, it's so good. I'm excited for you, honestly, bro. I would take. And this is a heavy fucking statement I'm about to make. I'm but... going to let you, after you tell me as well, I'm going to let you know the uh, consensus of the, the comments of what the majority of people said as well. But I'll let you tell me first. I would take Jada, Styles, Red and Meth and put them up against any other group in hip-hop history. To battle anybody. Yeah, but anybody. that's not the question. You're dodging anybody. The question. <laughs> I know that's not the question. I know that's not the question, but I'm saying no, literally, I, I think them four teamed up together could fuck anybody up in the industry. And we could probably make the most killer battle ever, but who would win is a whole different thing. As far as I, I have to, and this is my personal bias maybe being from Jersey. I know I'm supposed to say, I know I'm supposed to say red and meth. I know no, I'm supposed I'm to say you. that. Like, I didn't have that in my head at all. I'm just, like, that's why I wanted to ask you because I know you're a fan of the locks, but I know that you like the others as well. So No, but I mean, this is, this is a hard fucking choice, dude. But li- honestly, lyrically, I am not saying anything bad about red or meth. And arguably, Jada and... P, Red and Meth, those four MC, those are arguably the closest skilled MCs to each other. I mean, because Red and Meth are the only other ones besides Kiss and P that do the back and forth shit with the mic. I think as well, without me knowing too much about them, but knowing that they've got that skill set is like they could beat each other on different occasions, isn't it? I feel like. like one of them might have a shit, they might be feeling shit or whatever say a battle goes down and one of them's feeling shit so automatically one of them is kind of like two one because one of the like the duos in the battle rap and on his on his a game so but and then if the roles were reversed it'd probably happen the other way and i think that that would sort of that magnifies the skill set that they both have like if one of them's ill the other group's gonna win but if the roles are reversed they'll win do you know what i mean right no, yeah, 100%. I mean, dude, this is not an easy choice, but I got to go with Kiss and P, man. I've Going seen... On the comments, on the comments, um, 
it looks pretty close, but it definitely <laughs> looks like there's a few more locks. I mean, dude, honestly, I I love Red and Meth. I do, but that Red and Meth didn't go up against the entire Rockefeller label and win. Yeah. Red and Meth didn't go up against the entire G unit, arguably aftermath and and win. Let and me I'm, just start saying quick because I saw I read a comment a minute ago because the majority yeah. of them said locks, but there was one that said. I'd edge it to Redman and Method Man because of performance. Because mm. not only just battles on performance. So I know that lyrically, yeah. but I don't know too much about. I've seen more of Red and Meth like live performance, just little bits of them than I have of the locks. So I know lyrically you feel like the locks, but I don't know what they're like performance wise. So See, here's you- the here's the problem, dude. On paper, obviously. You're going to look at Kiss and you're going to look at Pete and you're going to go, well, they're just hard. They're not performing, but they're, they're doing the same thing. They're just tapping into different levels. Right. Whereas Red and Meth though, like they put, it seems like they put more of a performance on because they could do more with their voices. I feel like. Where they can sing song their way through a flow sometimes if they want to. Whereas it doesn't really seem like Kiss and Pete would be known for doing that. But they both have switched their style at times. It just, on paper, you would think that because of that reason, Meth and Red would be able to switch it up easier. But I wouldn't necessarily give them the edge Thinking that way, you could easily get yourself fucked that way. Yeah, but, but I understand I why they said that. I just thought of, like, imagine now you're going to be like, "Why are you doing this to me?" But imagine yeah. that the locks, for whatever reason, like you can't have listen to their music ever again. Oh fuck! <laughs> who would? It doesn't have to be a group either. But who would be the closest thing? Not saying like to match what they did. But if they weren't no longer and you couldn't have access to their music, who would be your go-to person or group? I would have to go. I would go backwards. If I if I couldn't have the locks anymore, I would go backwards and I would go back to my childhood and I would exclusively celebrate probably the Bone Thugs and Harmony catalog up. Not uh, anything <laughs> after. BTH Resurrection is like, meh. Everything before that, it's fine with me. Bring all of it. Even the collection remixes one and two, simply just because. Let me ask you something as well. With that, could you, like, I'm going to be honest, I've done reactions to them and most of the stuff I like, but I'm not going to lie. A lot of the stuff, I can't understand what they're saying, but it sounds fire. The funny thing is, dude, I ironically, I, I got the luck of the draw in elementary school before I moved. There was a teacher who taught me in the old city that I left. But hold on, I got a piece. So you can you could talk real quick if you want. I wasn't expecting right. this, but I got to get up and go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, peeps, um, if there's anyone watching at the moment, um, feel free to leave comments of 
future films you want us to review, check out martial arts based though. Maybe in the future we'll go into different genres of films and that, but we want to keep it for martial arts right now. Um, but if you want to send, say, two to three films each person or whatever, um, and maybe we do a poll or something, we just got to figure out if we got access to these films via links or subscriptions and things. But definitely leave them in the comments because this is this is going to be the first episode for it. Obviously, we've gone off on different routes on this down this that aren't even relating to what the original show was about but it's definitely in there just gotta sit through some of it and and we get back we come back around like full circle so but let us know in the comments um future martial arts films you want us to see because there's a lot out there and there's probably going to be a lot out there that are under the radar that we don't know about that are classics that need to be seen but they maybe they don't get the promotion and that so please let us know in the comments um yeah, man, I'm excited for this because I watch guys that do this with horror. Um, so it's cool to, uh, for us to do this. This is something that I watch when I watch them guys and wish I could do myself. Um, so I'm definitely appreciative that I've got Jack to do this with and that he was down for doing it because martial arts is something that I've grown up with. Um, I've even done training for it before and stuff as well. So something that other than music's always been there for me with like sports so it's definitely a part of like it's got nostalgic value for me it's got like childhood memories and stuff so it's definitely something that has always been an interest so yeah man just just feel free to send your comments and that Okay, sorry about that. I had to fucking get up and go. I had to just stop mid-sentence. But, dude, um, I had a teacher in elementary school, ironically, who uh, would, she was trying to teach everybody how to read. And because we were all like, whatever, like we were not interested. Let's just put it how it is. Nobody thinks it's fun to learn how to read. It fucking sucks. I think everybody can agree with that, no matter how old you are. So, which is one of the reasons it's so hard to do. So this lady, to try to combat that, decided, if I'm going to teach these kids how to read, here's how I have to do it. Every Monday, when we would come back in from a school, we would have to think of something that has happened over the weekend to us, right? So then we tell her, and she writes down three sentences on the board of something that happened. like, And she does it in a teacher way so that it's educationally valuable, right? And then what she will do is she goes around the entire classroom. Everybody gives details about what they did. And then we all have to speed read it competing with one another to see who can read them all of that clearly and as fast as possible while at the same time comprehending what we were reading and you get a prize whatever the fuck that was so learning like that in the classroom and then discovering that there's a group that actually raps like that it actually benefited me to learn in school because this teacher adapted and was able so it is even for me though it is still difficult to catch every single word especially because sometimes it's the voice and or the accent 
will make it a little bit more difficult because people think like, oh, you're American. You can understand other Americans, but these motherfuckers are from Cleveland. They don't sound like me. So, you know, they have a, I can't always understand them and they can't always understand me either. So it is difficult sometimes too. It was funny when I started reacting to them because at the beginning, like I'd heard a few of their songs over the years growing up and that, but when I first reacted to them, I'm like, Oh, I gotta try and hear. <laughs> On top of that, as well, I'm like, I gotta learn the members as well, their names and that. <laughs> and I was like, uh, this is just, it's this like is learning just... a fucking entire sports franchise, dude. <laughs> it's like there's five motherfuckers in this group. How many albums do they have out? I'm not gonna be able to remember all of this. And, and still, like, I'll get the odd occasion where, like, or like even going back a little bit, where someone would be like, "Oh, you gotta check out like." crazy bones song about this and i'm like in my head i'm like oh shit which one was that yeah <laughs> no, dude it's i 100 i get it i was obsessed with them though dude i've i've had their records in real time since they came out i had their first album creep on the come up on cd when they first signed with fucking easy around the time that it came out when they went to ruthless records so guys how long did they have with him before he died you know i'm gonna i'm actually gonna look not long not very long i don't think they would have probably have like they got big anyway but they probably would have blown up possibly if he was around a bit longer like guiding them because you gotta remember as well like he was a bit of a wild cat anyway but he would have had contacts through the NWA stuff with, like, record labels and things like that that he could have probably pushed on to them and that, so. Well, let's. I'm clicking on their Wikipedia just because I know that their first album, I'm pretty sure, came out in 1994. Pretty sure. So I'm going to take a look and see what this says, though. American Hip Hop Group. Yeah, Busy Wish, Lazy, Crazy, Flesh, and Bone signed the Ruthless Records in late 1993 with their debuted EP, Creep on the Come Up. EP included the breakout single, Thuggish, Ruggish, Bone. Also included, which they don't have listed, No Surrender and um, For the Love of Money. Those were very, very uh, popular tracks. I think the album was total... Uh, six tracks, that's it. It was introductory to who they were at the time. Their follow-up album, and I'm not reading this off the screen, by the way. I know this by memory because I'm a sick fuck, but the East 99 album that came out directly after that has Crossroads on it, which is arguably the most well-known song in the world and probably the shittiest one on the entire album. So... (laughs) You know, <laughs> right? Make sure you keep that in mind when you go, when you dismiss these guys as they're a hack group, you have no idea the flames that you are missing out on. But I mean, for, uh, I think it'd be the same for um, a lot of people anyway. But that, that Crossroads song was the first time I ever heard them when I remember that when I was probably about five or six or something. Like, I remember first hearing that. 
first of the month and the crossroads those were the huge ones the next one you will probably remember them for is off the collection i'm i'm i don't even need to read this because i know it but for the sake of years and shit off the collection album they did the uh song with tupac thug love and they also they did on a previous album i'm pretty sure on the art of no 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 i think it was on the art of war they did a song with Biggie called Notorious Thugs, and they did a song with Tupac called Thug Love. They were the only fucking group, even while the East Coast, West Coast shit was happening, that had songs out with Biggie and fucking Pac, dude. Other than Red and Meth, I think those are the only dudes to do it. But it says here that in 95, they released their second album, which was East 99, attributed to the then recently deceased EZE, which won a Grammy in 1997. So they signed to Ruthless in 93 and sometime before 97, I guess he died because I remember, I'm pretty sure... If my memory serves me right, dude, for the love of money, probably had one of the last Easy E verses that was ever done. Because he's rapping on that song. And you could tell it's old school. Like it definitely, so probably between those two times. But I mean, these guys, I mean, come on, dude. Creep on the come up. Eternal 99, The Art of War was a double disc fucking album that used to cost $50 in FYE for a two compact disc CD of fucking music, but there were like 20 tracks each. These motherfuckers, like, it was like a double disc movie feature. That record was, dude. You just tapped into something uh, like I hadn't thought of it. You don't really see that a lot in any genre of music now that I'm aware of where they do like double albums. Yeah, no, very rare, dude. Rarely do you see double albums get put out anymore. I mean, I know of an underground, the only underground groups, even as much shit as they get, ICP has done that where they put out uh, movies with their records like they'll make like a half hour fucking movie skit thing. That so like they'll a soundtrack. Huh? Is it like a soundtrack sort of thing? Um, almost no, well, no, it's like a, the music will be, yeah, I guess you could say it's like a soundtrack. Sometimes it is. Sometimes they'll just give you a did like twisted put out, uh, they, with their album, their album wicked. In the when they first released the album, came with a double disc of lyrics, or uh, you got cartoon, a cartoon music video on DVD that came as a box set when you bought it, just for for free for buying the album. Plus the booklet inside was album art, all done that you can hang on your wall and shit, which is pretty dope. But yeah, a lot of artists really didn't do double discs. I mean, now that I, you can't really think of too many. Pac did it. Bone Thugs did it. 
I mean, I can't think of that many artists that maybe. I miss things like that, man. Like, and like you just mentioned, like album covers and like. Bro, that was my shit. Going through the going through the the booklet, yeah. looking at all the album art, and then flipping all the. If you're a nerd like me, you were going all the way, bro. I would I would go through. I would when I would listen to an artist, bro. I didn't even fucking. I would put your CD in my music player, and I wouldn't even press play on it's your. The same with, um, uh, video games as well. I think we spoke about it before, but they do the same now. Like you're you're lucky if you get one now that's got like even a small booklet in it. It's always like one like advertising sheet in it of like like promotional offers off or shit like that. Yeah, or downloadable content or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, you Bro, used to be able to get, like, gaming manuals for, for each, like, individual game in shop. I remember that. The genie. You remember the genie or the, the shark? What the fuck was it called? <laughs> oh, my God. Know, I don't know what you mean, but I used to get them with the wrestling games. because I was. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm going to pull it up right now. I used now. to get, like, all the wrestling games, and even they would have, like, manuals for each game. And it was just, like you said, I was a bit of a geek with it. Like, I miss that sort of stuff. Because yeah, it hell like, yeah. It's more passion for the the project as well, isn't it? Like, because it was like nearly every game that come out, you'd have like a good decent booklet in it or a manual for it, and you'd be like, they've actually put time and effort into this. Whereas now, with like, especially the sports games, they just pump out the same game each year with like small changes and not even any booklets or nothing. It's just the same model, just slightly changed. Yeah, like the wrestling games are a perfect example of that. Nah, see that I don't even I've I've never seen this in my life. Oh my god, there was one other one, dude. I'm trying to think of what it was called. It was something, something with a shark. Shark. Did you ever play like the wrestling games? What? No, no, it's <laughs> a. You remember the cheat code thing that you could buy? It had all the cheat codes in a book. Bro, I had a cheat code booklet for one of the Grand Theft Auto games. Ah, oh, dude, this is killing me, bro. I gotta, I gotta find it. Here, Game Shark. There, I get fuck off. Come on. <laughs> there it is right there, dude. That thing was like $80 in the store, bro. Had every Mortal Kombat fatality at every game you could think of that was hot at the time. There was a there was a cheat code in that book that you could use. It was like a walk, it was like a playthrough, dude. You had fuck if you if you were a serious gamer, bro. If you had, if you, if you use this, people looked at you in two ways. It was either you were a sucker because you were using cheat codes to get through your gameplay, or you took it that seriously that you had that on deck if you needed it. But, ah, oh man, it's crazy. No, with the, um, the wrestling games as well, like back in the day, you'd get like a whole roster of whoever it was in real life at that point as well. Whereas nowadays, like, you have to unlock probably half of the roster. Yeah, you got to pay for it extra, which is super dumb. Bullshit, man. 
it takes the fun out of playing. Like I like unlocking shit. I don't want to. Oh, cool! I have to unlock a stage, and then I have to pay an extra ten dollars, even though I just spent. I just gave you sixty bucks for the title, motherfucker. What do you mean I gotta pay you for downloadable content? I'm sorry, sixty dollars not enough for you. The average person <laughs> probably makes a hundred and fifty a fucking week. You greedy cocksucker! God damn it. Do you know the, like the Grand Theft Auto games? I reckon in the future, they're going to be like £100 a game. Yeah, 100%. Bro, I was just thinking, I, I listened to Weird Medicine, which if you're, I don't know where you're at. I know you probably don't listen to podcasts and shit, but there's a guy, Dr. Steve, who covers pretty much everything medically. He was the first person to ever have a medical show on satellite radio airwaves. But they put it out on podcast platforms. And this fucking guy, put he puts his weekly podcast on a thumb drive and sells you the entirety of his catalog for $30. No matter how many episodes he puts on it, and they're already up to like over 100 hours of content. I was like, bro, I should fucking, I should do that. Like, bro, come on. As well, like, is... And you would have gone through this even more than me because you had more time back in the day to do this. Like, it was kind of already going out of, of fashion in a sense when I was growing up. But video stores like Blockbusters and shit. Ah, uh, hell yeah. West Coast Video, Blockbuster, all that, dude. But just the experience of going to the actually having to go to the shop and looking at the cover arts and stuff and being like picking things on things. Like, you'd go for one film and you'd end up buying something else just because of how something looked. or Yeah, or if they didn't have it in stock because some asshole rented it last week. My favorite was when you you reserved a movie and then you get there and the fucking kid didn't bother to check the box to make sure the right movie was returned. And then somebody scammed the blockbuster. They returned an old ass movie that nobody wanted to watch, and they kept a good one for themselves. Now you're beat out of reserve, but you're already there. Let's go pick one out. Now you're walking around. Oh, I wanted to see that new. Wanted to see that new Jackie Chan movie, but it's rented. But that Jet Li one over there looks really sick just by the cover. I think I'm gonna rent that. That was before, like descriptions to movies didn't even matter it was what the album art looked like of whether you were gonna watch it or not now it's everybody bases shit up and they got the entire movie in a two-minute trailer you watch a trailer to a movie you don't even need to see the fucking movie anymore what what the fuck what is the point it's ridiculous like bro leave something for my imagination holy shit I feel like I just married you and had kids with you before we even had sex yet. Like, what the hell? Do you know, I think it's, I hope, I think it's only going to go there, though, because it's already happening. But when everything's just going to be online, like, what, what's the point? Like, Bro, listen. Listening to, look, written movies back in the day, it's the same way I feel. I can order anything I want online dude literally probably anything it's just a matter of how you're going to go about getting it right but there is maybe i'm old school but there's nothing matches the the feeling of going and personally picking it up yourself especially clothes and shit like that dude 
being able to try it on, knowing everything is, you can't match that online. Even if they, the only thing that would be cooler is if everybody had a 3D printer in their fucking living room where you could <laughs> order clothes and it gets printed in real time for you. Yeah. That would be it. Other than that, I still want to go to the store. I miss album art, you know, good. There used movies. to be a little market thing, like in a little, uh, like a mall sort of thing, but. I used to go and like just buy CDs from there when I was little, when I was like kind of my early stages of getting into rap and stuff. And I'd go in with an idea of getting a certain album. I might find it, I might not. But then I'd find something else just from the cover of a, an album, whether it was colour or like the the artwork on it. And it'd be a brand new artist I'd never heard of. And then I'd, most of the time I'd end up liking it. But even that now, it's just going, isn't it? Because everything's online. Mm. I yeah. Think that, that's kind of, that's just sad as well when you think like especially when I think of things like that I think oh my kids aren't going to experience that like I did because of just how the world's moved along. There'd probably be advantages to it as well for them as well, but I just think they ain't going to have the same experiences. That might not be a necessarily a bad thing, but it's just messed up. Like when you really think about it, like how much stuff's changed because you should have an option of a bit of both in my opinion, and there's not really two options anymore. Well, I think you can, you can't bring it back to the way shit was, but you can at least instill in them, even in this digital age, to take a fucking moment to appreciate even this, because this is going to look completely different in 20 years. The way we're communicating now is going to be archaic compared to whatever's in the future. So I know it's easy to go. Everything was cooler back then. In some ways it was, but it also needed to be updated. I just feel like we could have updated without having to pay the cost of losing respect for everything. We could have still appreciated culture and art and movies and music and updated at the same time you don't need to trade one for the other it's just that one takes a longer time that's all and people don't want to put the work in dude like look we're fuck we're what we're doing right now we're putting the fucking work in this is a three hour rogan does time like this we made this shit look easy right now honestly Um, i just want to tell everyone as well that is watching we don't get paid for this. So nah. for, you, for you to be like, uh, if you want to say in the comments, what, what are these two on about? Like, like <laughs> come in our spot and do this amount of time. Right. Money for it, then talk shit. Feel it. Come on now. Bro, that, seriously. Seriously. And I know you could be like, oh, well, you know, it's your, it's your choice that you're not getting paid. Well, I mean, dude, this is a passion project, though, bro. So respect what we're doing or keep it moving. If you don't like it, we don't need you here. But my point is not too many motherfuckers outside of Joe Rogan are going to go three hours. Right I'm not trying to pick us up, but most people ain't got the balls on them to do it how we film it, like I said at the beginning, with no uh, planning. We do it raw and... Do you know what I mean? Like, most people ain't even got the balls to do that. So, like, right, you know, and I know. Just, just give the respect. Like, we want to work for the respect, but 
just out of the gate, like, before you criticise, like, we take criticism, but you have to realise what it is, like, we don't plan this, so obviously there's going to be a lot of hurdles, you might be like, oh, it, this doesn't compare to, like, Joe Rogan or whatever, but that's because your expectations are mental in the first place. Look where we are, we're not in a studio, well, right. is the sense, but it's home-based, we yeah. have thousands of pounds behind us, this is all raw, this is all just off the cuff, we don't plan this, so it's not going to be perfect, but I'd rather do this than have a whole team behind us, because essentially Joe Rogan probably has a team behind him, maybe he's more independent, but probably a lot of these podcasts try and advertise themselves as independent, but a lot of them have got essentially record labels behind them. Even if they it's not do, possible. though. They do, though. That's so important that you just said that, dude. So important you just said that. Because, I, bro, you would be fucking shocked. The amount of people, their motherfuckers operate in with 100 subscribers that pay people to edit their podcast, dude. Can you fucking believe that? And you know what, as well? Like, I like the Joe Rogan stuff, but... At times, I see people in the comments be like, why ain't not he had this person and this person on? And then I think, why hasn't he? Because, it's like, and then I think, well, he probably has wanted to, but then people in his ear, in his team, are saying, you can't have that. If you do that, it's all going to go down the drain. And he hasn't got the balls to be like, now, fuck that, I'm going to do it anyway. It's either that or it probably is, it could be even contractual. Because what a lot of people don't realize is, all right, people have wanted Dave Chappelle to go on Rogan for a long time, right? Well, yeah. let's just say in Fantasyland, Chappelle was still working the Chappelle show. Now, in this example, Chappelle works for Comedy Central. They can tell him, they when he signed for the Chappelle show, they could have made it contractually so that he's not even allowed to go on camera and do a podcast unless he's promoting for them. So you have no idea who this dude actually can get, who he can't. And then not to mention that there are people that are fucking scared to do a you know podcast where there's millions of people watching. Obviously, it would be nice if we got paid for this, but the thing that I love about it as well, and this is, remember, this is the first episode we're doing with this, but is the fact that we have control over it. Like, right. and, and we haven't sold our souls. Do you know what I mean? Like, we may never get money or the level of money we think we kind of warrant or maybe deserve, but, like, I'd still take the freedom out of the creativity for what we have, like, over having a team behind us and having more production and everything, but we're uh, reduced to the like different paths and like things we can talk about and go down because, yeah, we might have people like try shut down the channel or whatever, but until we get to a certain level, they probably won't even look at that anyway. But what I'm saying is, is we've got the freedom. We haven't sold our souls. Like, by all means, watch the podcast. Now, I watch different podcasts like Joe Rogan and stuff, but at times you can tell that he can't always say what he wants to say. And people say that he, he completely has control of that whole platform. I disagree, because if he did, you'd see certain people on there that haven't been on there, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but that's how I look at it. Well, I mean, look, for now, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you for now in the sense that our souls are intact. 
There's nobody telling us what we can and we can't say. Unfortunately, they, that may not be for very long. I don't know if you've noticed a trend, but YouTube is not built for small-time creators. And when I say small-time, I mean anybody under a million. YouTube is not catered to people at our level or above, really. So for the moment, we're not being censored. I mean, if YouTube wanted to, they could pick any moment in any one of our videos and flag it and say we're talking about some shit we're not supposed to be saying, whatever it is. If that happens, I don't know how we would go about delivering our shit. But for the moment, there are no sponsors. There are nobody. There's nobody in our ear telling us what to do or what to say. We have our own opinions, and we don't always agree on everything, but that's part of the reason you know, why that, it's important to do this. As you said that as well, we'll probably go down certain films, and I'll be like, that, what are you on about? That was a classic scene. You'd be like, shut the fuck up. So Yeah. I think there's going to be some golden moments where we disagree on things, but like that, that'd be funny as well. It, it might not be at the time. We might be stressed by it, but when we look back on it, we'd be like, look at us. Like, it was like we was like, it was a battle rap or something because we're going at each other. Like, what do you fucking mean? <laughs> For sure. I mean, dude, it's going to be, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fucking, it's going to be great, dude. Honestly. But I mean, if we just for the idea of full disclosure here, I personally will not represent any brand or anything I'm not going to try to sell you some bullshit that I am not using myself that I think is practical for some reason, but we're not even, I'm not even considering sponsors at this point. So, I mean, they always look ridiculous to me as well. When people start their videos with sponsors and that, especially when it's like manscaped and that, I'm like, this looks stupid. I mean, I hate it because it, on one hand, dude, I want to be able to advertise to try to make some kind of money. But I mean, I'm not, I'm the, I, the reality is that I'm not even close enough to even and make anything day, profitable. I bet a lot of them adverts as well, you don't even get a lot of money for it. Like you'll do it, but it's not what you should be getting. Like in terms of what you sh what your self-worth should be. They're not handing out. Probably just just as an example, dude, let me give you an example. I uh, went on the Lazarus Naturals, the CBD webs, the CBD web page, the products yeah. that I use. They have an affiliates program. So I said for the fuck it, but let me just go check it out. And let's see what the percentages would be. If I signed up to advertise for these people, what am I getting out of it? And I read through the, the terms and conditions and essentially... They, off the top, they get paid the lion's share of the profits, obviously, because they're selling. Basically, what happens is I get 12% of every sale. So if you buy a $30 item, I'll get 12% of that a month after you buy it, if you don't return it. So I only get a small percentage out of whatever you buy, and that's only if you use the promo. You've got to wait all that time for that money to get to you as well. 
Yeah, so it's not even, and even then, it's not guaranteed you're going to get it. They could stiff you for a payment whenever they want. And it's not just, it's not saying anything bad about Lazarus Naturals, but these lawyers have every one of these ad reads worded the exact same way, where if you don't have a fucking lawyer on retainer, I'm not smart enough to read through these documents and be able to sign them with full knowledge and understanding of what I'm talking about. So I can't advertise for anybody, really. I'm advertising for Anchor on the podcast platform, but that's just because that's like a startup. Plus, can you imagine if it got to the point where, like, we're advertising, like, Viagra and stuff? <laughs> it's just... Everybody is advertising this two same fucking companies, which is Blue Chew and uh, ExpressVPN. Every fucking podcast I listen to, every one of them is advertising the same thing. Is is every fucking read is ExpressVPN or DraftKings. I'll give you them all right now. ExpressVPN, DraftKings, MyBookie.ag, CBD Lion, uh, Onit.com. Those are basically all the all the main ones that I and uh, Blue Chew. Everybody and their fucking mother is advertising for Blue Chew. It's it's crazy. We're not going to be doing all that, but we don't need to be. We'll worry about that when we get to it in the future. If I can hit a thousand subscribers, we'll be able to enable a super chat, which I've I've learned. People have told me. Over the last year or so, like, dude, if you had Super Chat enabled, I would throw you a dollar or two, even just for doing a live stream, which is really nice, but we're not there yet. So we'll work all the details out of all that shit when we get there. But look, this is, I don't know how long these shows are going to be for. I get 20 hours a month to stream, so we got to figure that out, how often we want to do it, but this is coming. I don't know how long I was muted for. Hopefully it wasn't that long. No, it was only like a couple seconds. Okay. Um, I don't know how long um, these are going to be for. How often we're going to do them. We'll work that out at a later date. But this will be the first episode. I got to give my fucking voice a rest here. This is why I think he taps out at three hours. Because after that, I can feel it starting to get scratchy. But I think this is always going to be like couple hours at least yeah because this like this is like us training in it as well as like kind of like a demo in it so we we didn't know like how long we were going to talk about it and we have kind of gone off topic with i don't know like maybe when you look back on it maybe do some editing or leave it but because a few times we went off way off topic in it so well that's the that's the question though isn't it like do we sure i could edit it all together and make it a nice you know cut movie review thing but i think maybe the natural progression back and forth to the conversation is not necessarily a bad thing and it kind of gives the it'll give us a chance to weed out the people that actually want to be here because i'm not looking for a comment section full of movie fucking critics either you know what i mean like i'm not I'm not here to give it your perfect review, dickhead. We have our own opinions. Okay. Me and 
guy. Solo, remember this. Do you remember 26 minutes, 14 seconds in when this happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember the timestamps, no. <laughs> yeah, not at, not at all. You could bring up a part of the movie. If it's good, I'm sure we'll remember it. If not, yeah. good luck. Better luck next time. You know what I mean? So we'll hammer out the details of this shit later. But hopefully you guys have enjoyed this. We'll come up with a show theme idea. I'll throw a couple things at the wall. I'll send you some shit. I'll probably work on later. And uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll plan it out from here. Look out for another one of these. I don't know. Maybe next week or something. We got to plan it out. My doctor's is coming up. I'm probably going to get booted off of my pills because of the CBD, but... That's for a podcast of another day or a live stream of another time. Uh, I enjoy doing this, dude. We got to plan it all out. I keep saying that, but we'll figure it out, and then we'll give you all the details as we go. Stay tuned on the social media and the YouTube channels. If you want to plug your shit to everybody where they can find you and what you're all about real quick. Um, so you can get me on Instagram at bcartist. Um... Also on YouTube, I've got several different channels. My main one is BCHQ, um, and I've also got another one, BCHQ Extra, which is just like extra reaction videos, really. And then the other one is BC Speaks, which I think Jack's actually put in the description of this one, which is like um, uh, I'm trying to go down a kind of life coaching route as well with uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, which I suffer from myself. So. It's just little videos of stuff that I'm learning along the way as well. I've got a book that I'm reading about OCD at the moment, so you'll find me. I haven't really got a schedule for that channel in terms of uploading, but I just randomly drop videos here and there on that about OCD. So that's uh, BC Speaks for, for the OCD content. All right, man. That sounds that's official, dude. So look, Live in the Birds every Saturday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local podcast listings, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor.fm. Merch is available $25 for t-shirts. Long sleeves are 30. Hoodies are 50. Handcrafted by an independent artist. Hashtag no sweatshops up in this motherfucker, except for the ones that we're running ourselves, goddammit. So make sure you get on there, dude. PayPal Cash App. Dude, I'm telling you, you will not find shit like this anywhere. I'm personally guaranteeing it. I saw a video the other day that Jack posted um, where he was promoting the the merchandise. And it made me smile and laugh because in the video, it's just a short video. But Jen, who is the, the artist that's doing the work. He's like, I'm just, I'm just promoting this, but I got to tap out. I got to go to bed. And yeah, two thirty in the morning. She's in here like it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Like I, I can't, I got, I can't document any more of this. I got to fucking sleep at some point, dude. But I got. It, yeah. It's, it's just to let people know, and it, it's authentic. Like Jack's tapping out because he, for health reasons, <laughs> she's still in there locked in. Yeah. Um, like, like you might look at the prices or whatever and be like, oh, no, I can't do that. But actually when you see these little videos and that, and she's putting that work in, and do you know what I mean? They're not taking advantage of you, so just go and support it, man. Yeah, the reason why, the only reason why I'm charging that, let's be honest, I'll tell you the truth right now. The tiny 
bottles of paint that we got, half of our paint supply is already gone. And there's only three shirts that are currently made. Those paints cost me combined together a little bit over $100 after shipping and handling. That does not include the shirts that cost minimum $10 a piece for long sleeves. I don't even want to get into the price of what a fucking four-pack of t-shirts costs. Never mind hoodies, bro. And we're not getting into online numbers. If I bought if I bought clothes in bulk, I would be looking at thousands of dollars. So I look people as well. When you're paying if you want a jumper and you're paying fifty pounds and you think, or fifty dollars if it's where you are, you think, oh, that's too much. It's really not because they're still losing money that way. So you think that they're robbing you, but they're actually not making really profit on that until they sell thousands of that. So don't hesitate right. to help them out because like he said, these little bottles of paint, you might look at them and think they're like $10, but in reality, they're like $100. So really, until they blow up, they're not taking advantage of you in terms of prices. I'll show you, I'll show you right now. This is what caused me, and don't get me wrong, it's not a bad deal, but this, each of these, a set of this was $45. Look at the size of these paint things, dude. You know what I mean? So, sure, there's one in a bunch of different colors, but these are only, I don't even know. I don't even know how big they are, but these are not large. Like three shirts and these are spent. Paints are not cheap, right? So look, I went online and I did some searching. I compared prices with everybody else on the internet. And by the way, everybody else's merchandise is all screen printed. This is being done by a human being in person which takes man hours, blood, sweat, and tears type shit. So, look, I'm even willing to bend a little bit. If you are legitimately in a low-income situation and you want to get a piece of this merch and you can't afford, you know, 50 bucks for a fucking hoodie or whatever, bro. Ah, god damn it. Oh, wait, never mind. There he is. If you can't afford... 50 bucks, whatever, bro. I'll work with you on the price, but you gotta, like, legit prove that you're low income. Like, don't be fucking around, because buying this shit is not cheap. And there's the updated We gotta version. support, local, like, independent people as well, because if we don't support, even if it's, like, your local shop or where you are, whatever, if you don't start supporting them, instead of always going to, like, high-end places, like Gucci or whatever it is, if you don't support your friends or go to the market and help these people, these people ain't gonna have a business. And then you're just buying into multi-million dollar companies already, and it's gonna lead to people more in desperate situations. So just be aware that when you're you're not helping people independently like that, you're not doing a service to the world that's actually gonna benefit you as well. Because right, some be of these it. independent people as well giving you be so much effort in their their products. Be an individual. Why you need Ralph Lauren on your fucking shirt? Who the fuck is he? You exactly. don't know who that guy is. Don't even realize a lot of these people like that 
uh, have done some sinister shit when you look into it, and people are, are forking out their wages into that shit, and a lot of that stuff is sinister. Yeah, not to mention that your money, your, if you legitimately would like to know where your money from the merchandise goes to, it will be going back into paint supplies, and it will be used to fund Jen uh, to be able to go on fucking medical marijuana program. to be fixing on a sew machine. Well, yeah, that too. So know that your money is not being wasted on bullshit. That it's actually being used properly for good shit. So it's not being all thrown away into nothing. Not to mention that, you know, we fucking help people when we can. But whatever, you know. Bottom line, stop being stingy. Stop forking out your money to multi-billion dollar companies already. When there's people right. that you could help out, if yeah. Friends, back it up with your talk and your well, not back it up with your talk, back it up with your actions. Not to mention, bro, you know how dope it would be for a Christmas present or a birthday present to get a mural made or a portrait made of somebody. That would be fucking crazy. But I mean, whatever. We did enough. We plugged in enough, bro. Go subscribe to BCHQ's YouTube channel. You can follow him for the reactions. On Instagram, motivational videos if you need a little pep in your step, right? You know, I got the podcast every Saturday. Doing a daily show called Live Not Live. So, in other words, it's a half hour every day at some point in my day or I'm talking about whatever random topic happens to be on my mind at that point. So, you're getting that podcast on weekends, occasionally... Reaction video, whatever. Now this, we bounced all over the place, but we got into the movie, a little bit of conversation. I enjoyed it. I think it felt good. I will leave this up, and in the future, I will convert this, and I'm going to put it on the podcast platform, and maybe we could do seasons of this. So, like, maybe every 10 movies will be, like, a season or something, but we have to... Straighten out the finer details. We'll be here all day. Point is, dude, England in the fucking house, New Jersey, BCHQ, laughing at birds, collaboration, dude. Angbach, highly recommend it. Overall, great film, good martial arts. You know, put up with the subtitles, and you're most likely enjoy the film, but you gotta put up with them subtitles. Yeah, so look, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna end it on a bit of a rough edge here. We'll sign off here, and I'm sure we'll, we'll, uh, talk throughout the week or whatever, and we'll plan out the next one that you want to do. So, I will talk to you later, dude. It has been a pleasure. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next one. All right, man, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. See you later. Later.